0: What is going on everybody, this is Drew here, I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down, this is Phoenix Down 113, that's right, 113.0, we're starting a new series, Uh, I know we were supposed to go back to our resident Yakuza, but uh, we decided to take a detour for one game, and we are playing AI The Somnium Files. Today I have with me Matt.
1: Hello, friends.
0: And long time ago, returning guest Jay.
2: Hey, uh, fellas! I think the last time I was here was for Don Gamrampa V3, I think.
0: Holy crap! That's like (laughs) two years ago. Yep,
2: about two years ago. And you you know me—I only bring the hits. So you guys are strapped in for a wild ride.
0: That's (laughs) true yeah we're 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 raring to go on this one so uh yeah a i the somnium files uh developed and published by spike Chunsoft. um i i guess the same director of the Nonary games
2: that's right the same director of the zero escape game so that's the nine 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 versus last reward and uh, zero time dilemma
0: that's right I keep saying the nonary games. Is that different?
2: So nonary game is specific to 999. That's when they play the nonary games. The Zero Mm -hmm. Escape series is kind of the name for the trilogy of the games.
0: Okay. Because I remember they had a a bundle called the nonary games, and it had 999 and Virtue's Last Reward in it.
2: Yeah, they did, which is kind of strange because you do need all three games to understand the full story. So it, it feels like it should be included but they kind of made that game because 999 was remade for that particular release with full voice acting and other like the adjustments to you know modern platforms and stuff like that because it was originally uh, a ds game so that was a while ago
0: yeah yeah i played both those those were fantastic games
1: yep Yep. matt do you have experience with those games at all i've started 999 but that's it i've gotten maybe an hour or two into it
0: Gotcha. The the true ending to 999 is a complete like mind fuck.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, it really is. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, as we always do at the beginning of a series, we talk about our history with the game. Uh, for me personally, I honestly, I remember, Sophie reviewed this game, and I proofed that review, and never looked at it. <laughs> um, and she wasn't too hot on it. She wasn't hot. Uh, Do you remember nah, what she
2: what she gave it?
0: Like a six five, I think.
2: Yeah, I think it's like either six or six five
0: for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, different strokes for different folks, I guess. Um, th- this is definitely a. It feels a lot different than than the other games like nine 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 stuff so like nine nine nine, and and the the other games are are a lot like a a puzzle game mixed in with a mystery. While this one feels more like... It, it really just feels like a visual novel. There's, I feel yeah. like I'm just kind of watching things play out. There are a few occasions where you kind of have to do like a Phoenix Wright present evidence kind of thing. Um, But for the most part, I feel like I'm a passive watcher in this whole thing.
2: Yeah, so compared to... <clears throat> Like the Zero Escape games where You have this very elaborate uh, Escape rooms you need to kind of traverse And get through uh, This game doesn't have as many segments as that But it does have several different gameplay Mechanics, I think the most uh, uh, I guess uh, Important one is the one where you go into the Somnia, which is where you dive into The subconscious mind Of another individual to try to You know, get like clues and understandings Of people, and Think of it kind of like a sci-fi twist on the detective genre. You're trying to figure out uh, a a particular possible serial killer who's at large, and you're trying to figure things out, and with the ability to kind of dive into the minds of people who might be suspects or who might be uh, connected to the events, it gives you a lot of different hints. But the interesting twist being is that when you enter a person's subconscious, you don't just get the facts. It's just it's not that simple. It's kind of in a dream where you're going to see a lot of really weird and crazy things that happen that don't make a lot of sense. You're going to need to be able to interpret that information to be something that's useful. So it's not something that they can present in court and say, like, well, in their their somnium, in their dream, they kill this person, so this person is guilty. That's not how that works. It's obviously not something that they can point to and say definitively. But it's something that points you to the right direction. It gives you the right clues to take for your uh, detective work, and I think that's pretty fascinating.
1: Yeah, I think that's actually a really important piece of this, too, because if it was just the facts, it would be even more linear. Uh, I, I really like the fact that it is dreams and because it's dreams you actually have to do more detective work to try and understand the you know the truth behind it or the truth underneath it exactly yeah um
2: The other thing being is that uh, when you are in a dream it 's not like there is no rules there is also still a rule and regulation with that you can 't dream about something that you 've never seen or you 've never experienced to some degree so it 's not something you can just be pulling things out of your ass and then you know all of a sudden, oh, this person must be the suspect because they dreamt this, and then it kind of depends on it not being the case and all this because it still has rules within its illogic base so you have to kind of consider that as well so uh it gets kind of intense in a lot of the samiums, and i'm i know you guys went through a lot of different samiums, and there's some weird crazy stuff that happens
0: in there yeah yeah definitely um the and the one the one big thing that i always knew is like oh this has branching paths Mm -hmm. you know like much like the you know 999 stuff like that where there's multiple endings um and one thing that 999 had – or that this game has that 999 didn't was that, oh, you can just have this wonderful flow chart and say, I screwed up here. I want to see what happens if I do this other thing, and you don't have to go through the entire game again. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. it's it's really interesting because it doesn't feel so much like different endings to me as much as you've only unlocked this piece. Like, you, there, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like – We've gotten the whole ending because it, it very clearly leaves major questions open. Even if yeah. you do everything right on a given path, you're you're definitely not seeing the whole story.
0: Yeah, I, I, I noticed that too because I was like, okay, I got an ending, and I was like, okay, that that's weird. And then I got another ending, and I was like, oh, that's completely different <laughs> from from what I believed. So. I don't know what to believe.
1: <laughs> I almost take it more like uh, like G- Game of Thrones style where it, each character is going to have their own view on an ending, but none of them are necessarily the true ending. It's just mm. from different perspectives you get more story bits unlocked, which is kind of All a right. cool way to do it. It, it, it's, it's, it makes it less linear, I guess, but also you, you kind of still need everything to get the whole story. I would, no. I would, I would never consider this game done after just reaching the one ending.
2: Oh no, no! If if that's that's one of the things that I would consider, like for example, this would be a no fault by so, uh, you know like Sophie's thing if she just reached one particular ending and said like, well, I've seen enough of this game, and then she quit there. I could kind of understand like her uh, her viewpoint of the game not being so hot. But when you have to kind of delve back and go back in, and if you don't understand how the flowchart works, I can cons- I can understand it being kind of a, a daunting task to try to go back in to get the full ending. But visual novel players know that unless you get the true ending of a particular game, you haven't finished that game at all, and that's also true for this game too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So as far as my history goes, I, I remember hearing about it via Sophie's review that I proofed. Um, for a long time there, whenever you were bringing it up, Jay, you brought it up multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was getting it mixed up with 13 Sentinels. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess the art style is kind of the same.
2: Uh, well, I think uh, th- they're both games that I have praise for their story. And yeah. their presentation probably is the most likely thing. 13 Sentinel is another game that I would love to bring. But the logistics behind covering that game, uh, if you've ever played it, and if you don't, if you haven't played it, then you don't understand. But if you thought my path and recommendations and how you need to play this game in order to make the conversations work was complicated for this game, that game would be like <laughs> Alpha Protocol to like Mass Effect like three difference.
0: God, it's,
2: it's massive. The, the the branching path, the different character storylines you can do, and other things is ridiculous. I'm never bringing that I, game, but I still recommend that you play it at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, 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 God, I'm, I'm starting to realize that's what you, you bring to Phoenix Down is branching past the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything. Like Alpha Protocol, the first game you ever did with us. That's true. It's like, Jesus Christ, I still have yet to meet a game that had that.
1: Yeah. yeah, that, yeah that was that's... unique.
0: God, I cannot suggest that game enough. It's rough. It really is rough to play. But, man, this this the amount of, of the ways things can deviate in that game mm-hmm. is wild.
2: That game is, I think, the quintessential hidden gem, if you think about it in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's reviewed terribly, but if you actually look past its failings, you're going to uncover something that is truly unique and vastly impressive, even for modern standards.
0: Did you... Uh, I have to... Uh, this is a little bit of a tangent. Mm. Did you play The Outer Worlds, Jay? I did. What did you think of it? Obviously, it's not an alpha protocol, but I mean, does it have the failings of... An Alpha Protocol?
2: Nah, it's it, it gives me more of a Fallout feeling more than uh, Alpha Protocol.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Still fun though. I, I, I liked it. Yeah. I only got like two hours into that game and and never went back to it, mm-hmm. but um, I need to. Uh, there's there's tons of games I need to go back and play, but I never did it. But Matt, how about you? Your history with with uh, AI?
1: Yeah, I don't really have any um, other than you know hearing the name pop up a little bit. I, I definitely. Missed it on release and and didn't pay any attention to it really until uh, until they launched it on the the Xbox service. And I liked the way it looked, I liked the intriguing murder mystery setup, so I I gave it a try. I played maybe an hour, thought it seemed pretty good, but just uh, didn't really have time to dive any further into it. So I was excited when it was recommended for this because... Was a good excuse to get in and and see a lot more of the game, and and to be yeah, honest, yeah. I had seen almost nothing of it in so, that first playthrough. So much different.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I honestly, I don't think I'd ever seen a screenshot of this game until I played it. So, and Jay, I know you probably picked it up day one.
2: <laughs> well, I I actually ended up getting a, a spare review copy uh, that Ken sent me. But my my big failing in that was that I was actually playing other things at the time, and I actually let this game pass me by for like six seven months before I even like really stepped into it, and that that was a bummer because honestly, if if I had played that game play this game during the the year that it came out, it would have been on my top ten list for sure. But because I did, you know waited till next year to actually finally dive into it and play it, uh, I uh, you know wasn't able to do that. So kind of bringing the spotlight to this game is kind of my atonement in a lot of ways of you know, kind of bringing it to people's attention And also, you know, it just happens to be that A. The game is on Game Pass, more accessible than ever to everyone uh, And also the sequel is coming out in a meter, you know, matter of like a month or two So if you're going to be playing this game um, This is literally the best time to play it right before the sequel drops Which is going to be a direct continuation of this game, so yeah,
1: that's oh, okay. really cool. And also, the fact that it was on Game Pass really helped me, having traveled this last week, because the way I played this game uh, changed almost every time I sat down to play it. You <laughs> know, too. on my phone, me or too. on my tablet, or on the Xbox, with or without a controller. It's, you know, it's a simple enough game that you can play it without a controller.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, man. Like, I love to see... uh the idea that games can become so accessible, they can play on so many different platforms, given your particular lifestyle and whatever time available, time that you have available. And because they say basically syncs with each other, regardless yeah. of the platform that you're on, you can kind of pick up and play anywhere. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: it was really yeah. amazing. It really, like, really demonstrated the power of Game Pass for me. It was just unbelievable.
0: Yeah. And it, it was it like, and this is the perfect like Game Pass game for that because, like, on your phone, you know, I, I can't stand playing with like touch controls and stuff like that. But yeah. since this is not a action heavy mm-hmm. game, you can totally do that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I did it too. I played on my phone a couple of times.
1: Yeah, it was really easy to sneak in fifteen or twenty minutes and downtime.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice. And there, the the scenes are not too long. It's not like you're sitting there for forty minutes. You know, doing an investigation, you they kind of keep you in a in a nice little quick path. Every every ten minutes, you're doing this, doing this, doing this. So it's 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 nice bursts where you can
1: just. Life.
2: The pacing's done pretty well uh, in the game, for sure. And, you know, because it auto-saves and allows you to manual save if you need to. And also, the best part, the flow chart is always available. If you screw something up or if you want to go back because you maybe didn't understand something, you want to go back for a certain hint, you can not only go back to a certain time or a certain event, you can actually choose which of the events you had already completed before you go to the next one saving you even more time on top of, like, skipping. So in a lot of ways, I think uh, AI Somnium Files is the most, like, uh, forward-thinking visual novel game in the way that it's not strictly a visual novel, but it's what I imagine the modern visual novel ought to be in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we've we've talked about it. It is a a visual novel, novel kind of game. Um, where the character you're playing as is Date, who is a, a detective in the. Uh, is, I guess it's a borough of Tokyo, I'm assuming. Uh,
2: you can kind of consider it like a special ops division of the police department.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, he is a, a special type of detective because, um, he works in this special ops, like you said um where they specialize in experimental deep diving of people's psyches using basically what they call somnium, which is like a dream state uh almost a lot like um uh like inception almost
2: yeah, I could see that comparison for sure, yeah, where
0: you're sharing dreams mm-hmm. with the other person. And um, on top of that, and I think probably the biggest leg up that he has is that he has – he's missing an eye, and uh, he has an AI eyeball eyeball Mm -hmm. in his eye that he is missing that serves not only as kind of like a partner to him, but a complete database of everything. It serves as a cell phone – it serves as as uh, like uh, the internet, so he can look up whatever he wants to with it, and it has its own personality. Um, uh, Iba Ooh, that's is right. is the AI's name, and she uh, she also is synced to Date's memories and and basically his brainwaves, so she can actually just telepathically talk to him, so he can be having conversations with her just in his mind. Um, and she has a lot of tricks. So he can have x-ray vision. He can zoom in really far. There's also a heat vision. He's got he's got pretty much everything he needs right there. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, there's a lot of mystery with the main character. Uh, seven years ago? Six. He doesn't remember. Right. six years ago everything everything in this
1: game seems seems to have happened six years ago yeah
0: six years ago um he doesn't remember anything past six years ago um and obviously that's that's kind of a, a big mystery and it's actually brought up early in the game but um yeah he uh some somehow lost his eye at that time as well doesn't know how mm-hmm
1: There was also a series of murders six six years ago. Kind of critically, interestingly timed with some of this. (laughs) Right.
2: Uh, A lot of the stuff uh, feels like coincidence to the point where it becomes, it feels too obvious to be true, but at the same time could it be a double fake-out or one of those things where they make a red herring so obvious to the point where you discount it, but it ends up being true or vice versa, so you have no idea where they're going to go with it.
0: Yeah, and the boss, she, she, his, his, basically his chief, really doesn't want him to, to pry into what happened six years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she will not, she's like, just shut up. Stop asking about it. It's not a big deal.
3: Hmm.
0: Granted, if I was him, I'd be like, no, it is a big deal. What's, yeah. What the fuck am I? And
1: the fact that you're not telling <laughs> you know. me is making it a bigger deal. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the, the game actually begins uh, with uh, Dante uh, arriving at a crime scene uh, in a park, um, this park uh, shut down six years ago <laughs> um, uh, because of a um, it was like a it was like a chemical spill.
2: It's like a chemical leak yeah, contaminated the yeah. area,
0: and uh, this this area of town is basically just cut off. Like nobody lives there. Um, people aren't really allowed to be over there, but the, they have found a, uh, or an anonymous tip came in saying that there was a body discovered there. Um, and when we arrive, uh, the boss is there and she tells us, let's do an investigation. I know you're here. We wanted you here because you knew the victim and the, the victim's name is, uh, Shoko, Shoko Nadami." Uh, And uh, to begin with, we don't exactly know what his relationship with Shoko was, Um, but he definitely knew her and it's a pretty gruesome, uh, gruesome sight. Uh, So there's like a a merry-go-round with like the horses and um, she has been tied up to one of the horses and um, she's missing an eye. The the left eye has been pulled out of her skull, and I believe she has some. Uh, was it? She was strangled. No, she was stabbed. Stabbed. Uh, she multiple was stabbed. Times. That's right. She was stabbed.
2: And the interesting thing about the uh, the eye is that based on forensics of the blood loss on the location, the eye was removed while she was still alive. If the yeah. eye was removed after she was dead, there wouldn't be any excessive blood loss like there would be uh, on the, this particular case.
0: The And uh, it comes up later, but I won't bring it up until it comes up later. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we we'd, we'd start the investigation. So this is kind of like the tutorial where we're learning how to investigate things much like a point-and-click adventure kind of game where you can click on everything. And uh, there's a lot of times where there's dialogue between Date and Aiba, and it's just random stuff. Like, it, you, know, you could click on a park bench and he'll mention something about it, most of which has nothing to do with the actual you know, investigation. But, you know, we have to observe the body, how it was positioned, obviously the missing eye, um, but, you know, potential cause of death, that sort of thing. Um, I'm trying to imagine if there was any other clues here.
1: Yeah, I thought it was interesting that the eye was missing. I think they say yeah. right there, you know, it's just gone, so it's you, and nobody you know, knows where it's at. Starting to think is this is there like a trophy killer out there? And mm, right, you know, because... and, and then a lot of the extra horses were impaled on spikes, like around the merry-go-round, which. Uh,
2: I think I think they noted that that was just uh, vandalism yeah. after the fact. That it wasn't so. There's no necessity in terms of connection to what the the killer might have done as far as that. But the whole trophy killing thing uh, brings up an excellent point because if you know a lot of prolific uh, serial killers, uh, in not just in you know our, our time, but uh, in general, just have this kind of need for like a trophy to kind of show that they did something. Of note, right? So it seems to be something of a behavior of a serial killer. So definitely yeah. a good note.
0: And um, while we are investigating, uh, there is a sound coming from the the center part of the um, of the merry-go-round, um, and we use our X-ray vision to look and see that there's somebody there. So we we open the door and find uh, another familiar face, which is um, Mikumi. Mizuki. Mizuki, excuse me. I, I don't have that up here. There we go. <laughs> Mizuki and Makumi. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mizuki, uh, which is, um, comes to find out, that's actually the victim's daughter. And she is uh, sitting there in kind of like a fetal position, kind of in shock, holding uh, what looks like it could be the murder weapon.
2: Yeah, like that like bloody ice pick.
0: A bloody ice pick in her hands, and um yeah, it kind of just oh cuts off right there. Uh oh, we got a we got a cliffhanger, and it goes on to the next portion. So that it, it not only is this game divided into days, like, which I think, from what I can tell, happens in the span of like a week. I'm thinking,
1: yeah, about that, yeah. five six days, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then. In between, there are like scenes. Okay, so this time on this day, this time on this day, this location, that kind of thing. So, after returning back to the, the police station, we try to uh, basically assess what we had just learned. Actually, with be- the boss. before
2: that, there is a sequence where they have you kind of go through a somnium, our, our first, very first introduction to somnium. That's and, right. Right, and in, in the dream world, it looks like an apartment. Uh, and you're doing activities with Aiba, uh, who's kind of has this uh, humanoid avatar that she created. Uh, she says it's uh, to Date's taste, but he he doesn't seem to agree, commenting that she looks like some kind of a uh, humanoid shrimp or some kind. Yeah,
3: a fluorescent shrimp. Yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And this is the other part of the game where you actually move a character around. Mm-hmm. And have to investigate certain things in this dreamlike um, location, and this one was freaking weird because there was like a skeleton sitting on a couch.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, some of these somniums, while they're really cool, feels. A little bit too much like trial and error.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Which
0: there there are times where I'm like, this, this is the only option that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then there are times I'm just like, I don't know. Should I drink it? Should I smell it? Should I kick it? I don't know.
2: <laughs> right. Um, I, I completely understand where you're coming from because, like I mentioned before, because this is like a dream-like world. Our our basic you know, logic isn't going to really work here, right? So the there is a logic to the madness to the point where it has its own rules and what you're trying to accomplish within that particular space at that time. But if you try to think about it in a way where, like, this is the only thing that makes sense, then you're already kind of playing a losing hand right there, right?
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: sometimes it was logic-based. Sometimes it was, what kind of hint did the game give me?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, did the light fall on something a little bit differently? Um, you know, but... I feel like I wouldn't have had any real problem with it, except the fact that there's such a strict time limit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you yeah. know, which which means you can't really fail, or you're going to fail the whole thing. So I, I don't know. I ended up having to use a guide for a lot of them, to be honest, just so I could get through them. And you know, without I don't know how many times it would have taken to retry some of the more complicated ones.
0: The the last one, I did everything perfectly and still didn't have enough time. I had to strategically screw some things up so I could get a timey Mm -hmm. that would like only, it's only 10 seconds now, you know, like one of those, because the last, the last Somnium that we did for this recording, I like, I like, I did it. I was like, dude, everything perfectly. I even, I even messaged Jay. I was like, I don't have enough time, even if I did this perfectly. So it's, there is some strategy involved there on like using, when to use the, the bonuses yep. yeah, and when to hang on to them.
2: So to briefly describe the bonuses to people that, are, that don't know what we're talking about is that when you do certain actions, sometimes they come with these things called timies, and what it is is a modifier to the next action that you want to use with it. So if you get a timie that says one and a half, and you use that timing on an, on an event that takes 30 seconds, and you activate the timing and then do the event, it's going to take 15 seconds instead of the 30 seconds. So, in some uh, situations, you have to actually do events that have nothing to do with what you're trying to accomplish, just to try to get those timings to be able to, so they can use. Uh, if you do certain things that are either really terrible for the person that you're kind of diving into, to their like subconscious or things that are completely off the Mark you might actually be penalized For like a multiple multiplier And that becomes used automatically On the next event that you do So you have to be very strategic In getting those timings and knowing How to use them and like uh, Drew and Matt said it can be challenging I think there are Like three Challenging particularly challenging um, Somniums and the ones that you the, The last one that you guys did happens to be One of the three that's, yeah. as that's like one of the hardest ones in the game. So I can understand why you guys have problem with it. And the solution is not the most obvious one either. So uh, I understand yeah. there. But to me, I think that introduced another gameplay element was like a puzzle factor to it. And I, I enjoyed yeah. that aspect. But I can understand Matt's yeah. frustrations when if you keep failing and you have to retry over and over again, it can get frustrating. You do get some retries, uh, like tokens available where you can go back to certain locks at certain points of time. But uh, it can be kind of costly in terms of what you can do, which is a shame because a lot of the somnium, op- somnium actions you can do is actually really funny and creative in a lot of ways. So not being able to see all of them is a, is a bit of a miss, miss opportunity in some cases.
0: Yeah. So yeah, the first one was the, the tutorial for it, so I don't think they really had a time limit on the first one. I could be wrong though.
2: Uh, I think you're right. It just it wasn't a typical Somnium. It was just Aiba delving into um, Date's dream, right? Yeah. So it wasn't a typical Somnium where you're going into the mind of another individual where the actual danger comes. So this was kind of a laid back, showing you the logic within its own dream and giving you kind of a little hint because you keep seeing this figure, this... Uh, this individual kind of flesh in and out of existence, and Date claims that he has no idea who this person is, but like we established with dreams, you can't dream about something that you've never seen, someone that you've never, you know, spoke to, whether it's in person or on TV or whichever, so you kind of begin to feel like, okay, maybe this is someone that maybe Date knew before he lost his memory and is kind of hidden away in his subconscious. It's kind of the yeah. hint that you might be able to get from here. Whether that's true or not uh, comes later.
3: Right.
1: Yeah, and the extra so, confusion that comes from maybe it's just somebody that's on TV. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So there's there's a lot there to uh, to keep in mind. But yeah, so I, I, to be honest with you, I can't really remember much of this this tutorial, Somnium.
2: No, no, it's, uh, the Somnium itself is not uh, that important. The only thing yeah. I think that's important is this uh, like individual that keeps popping out. It's this man. Uh, we don't know who it is. They don't tell you who it is. But it seems like it might be a part of Dante's history. And then basically the Somnium ends at that point. And then we go to day two where you were talking about
1: being at the HQ. Yeah. If, if there was yeah, a slightly trying... easier way to do the Somniums... I I thought it was a little strange that you just go through these mental locks, you're like checkpoints throughout the Somnium, and there might be three or four or six of them. If they told you the clue beforehand, I think it would have been a little more interesting to try to decipher the the appropriate route through the Somnium.
2: They do actually give you a one-sentence hint as to what you're trying to accomplish as an overall goal to uh, get past the one lock. Uh it's like a, on the like the upper left corner of the screen I think you might be able to expand it to view mm-hmm. it but yeah, it's, it's, it's can be very cryptic, like you said. But in all honesty, I would say like give it like one try without a guy just to see how far you get. Right. And if you feel like you need the guy, then you know, feel free to use it. It doesn't really give you any spoilers, but the only thing that you might be kind of robbing yourself out of is because, uh, the, there might be multiple different solutions to a problem and you might be able to figure something out that the guy doesn't even tell you that you might end up enjoying more. So oh, you know, it's always that yeah. option. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So back at HQ. We're talking with the boss, uh, and basically assessing all the information that we have and possibly, you know, who may have done this, um, looking kind of bad for Mizuki. (laughs) She's, uh, sitting there with a murder weapon. She's in the vicinity. Mm -hmm. She's not talking to anybody. She's actually in a mental shock, I guess, because she saw her mom dead. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, so it's it's looking kind of rough for her. But then, what other suspects are there? Well, the the first obvious suspect would be, the the lover, mm-hmm. in her life, uh, which is, uh, Rinji, Rinju. Well,
2: in in this particular case, it what it happens to be the ex husband.
1: Ex
0: lover. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Always
1: got to start with the, the jilted yeah. lover or the ex boyfriend.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Rinju. Uh, nobody knows where he is. Um they need to uh probably find him. Uh, but that's that's obviously another uh another potential suspect in this. And who the hell called in the anonymous tip? Mm, yes. Uh, we got we got to look into that as well. Uh luckily, uh we we know who was uh where it was taken from cuz it was from a payphone. Um so we could probably gather from there. Um, I want to say Iba got that information. That's I think she also that's checked right. the, yeah. she checked the, um, the, uh, security cameras around there. Mm-hmm.
2: And then she was able to locate the individual who made the call.
0: Yeah. Uh, which is a person named Ota. So we got a few leads that we can go by. Um, and I think we yeah, we, we hit the streets before we do the next Somnium, right?
2: That's right. So you have a couple of options in order to figure out where you would like to go. But before that, uh in the boss's office, did you guys notice like how much props and how much stuff that she has on her walls? Like nonsensical stuff too, like Christmas trees and happy birthday celebration stuff. Did you guys try to click on any of that stuff and get additional like flavor
0: uh flavor conversations? I clicked on everything in there
1: yeah i think i did too you, you get the reason from her eventually as to why she's got so much stuff which is i guess that makes sense
2: yeah i mean the idea of being in an office without any windows right uh that does seem like a pretty terrible fate <laughs> you know we, we kind of take it for granted that we have like windows and other things to kind of uh Keep us connected to the outside world, but when you're underground, you know, in a secret facility, you don't really have that luxury. So the idea that she wants to just have a bunch of stuff lying around to make sure that she's not like suffocating in there—that was a pretty nice touch. And the game is full of it. Go ahead.
1: Did they say how many floors underground they were?
2: I don't remember the specific number, but I think they're at least like four or five floors down.
1: Yeah, I don't think I ever saw a number, but yeah, yeah. I got the yeah. sense that it wasn't just the basement. Oh yeah.
0: Definitely. Yeah, no, they're deep in there. Mm-hmm. I mean that the freaking somnium room is two stories, it seems like.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah. It's almost like an auditorium in there, so
0: Yeah. But yeah. Um so we have we have a few cold leads, but they're they're, they're leads at least. And we had to hit the streets. Uh first one I I mean I, you can choose which one you want to, so it's kinda like a you know, you can, you're eventually going to go to all of them. Yeah, exactly. But you can choose which one you want to hit first.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if there was any kind of intentionality to the order, so I, I basically just did them all top to bottom.
0: That's what I did, too.
2: Yep. No, I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, so where did you end up first?
0: Uh, Limnusgate.
1: Limniscate. Okay.
0: Yep. And uh, Matt, I guess you did, too? Yep. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Limnus Gate is the, um production company, the PR, or, or, or like a, a talent company. Exactly. That, yep. that is owned by, uh, uh, Renju, which is, uh, uh, Mizuki's father and the estranged husband. Right. Of the and victim. also, also
2: Date's friend. Uh, they're, they're old timey friends, uh, from years ago.
1: Yeah. Yep. Which so is already a very tight linking between all the characters here. The,
2: that's very true. There's also a link with Mizuki, with Date, but we haven't actually gotten to that point yet.
1: Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, we're going to go check, see if we can get a statement from him where he was. Uh, and while there, we actually run into the guy who made the phone call. Yep. <laughs> uh, Ota, who is a 24-year-old guy. Is he 24? Looks like he... He's twenty four and he looks like he's seventeen.
2: Yeah, he looks like uh like a couple of maybe like a like a second year middle school student.
0: Yeah. He dresses like he dresses like Ash Ketchum. <laughs>
2: That's a good comparison, Nice.
0: Uh but uh he is apparently obsessed with a um a girl who is in this talent agency. She's a, a internet celebrity I guess is the best way to put it
3: yeah
2: so you can yeah. consider it kind of like a YouTuber equivalent right uh, yeah.
0: yeah or a vlogger or something like that mm-hmm. uh, named or the, he, God there's so many names for this person Aset mm-hmm. is her screen name he calls her Tessa but her real name is actually Iris
2: Right. Uh, not only Ota though there's was, there was someone else at the, the Gate. Did Gate did you guys get to meet this other individual as well
1: I
0: can't remember.
2: There there are huge breasts behind that counter. Oh, yeah. Uh, the receptionist. Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: I, 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 you know something? And this is just me. Yeah. I already know. It's been established uh-huh. that Date is a horn dog.
2: <laughs> you
0: don't say. De- yeah, I, I deliberately did not click on any of the offensive stuff.
2: <laughs> oh, come on. You're missing out on good dialogue.
0: I'm sure I am, but I'm just like ugh, I get it. He, he's he's horny. I get it.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought I found and some I of like, that stuff to be funny, but some of it to be, you know, clearly that kind of over the top. Yeah. Cringy. Yeah, very cringy. It's, it's
2: play for laughs, very very clearly, uh, without any distinction there. So it's it's meant to be that, like to like kind of one of those like dumb character traits that uh, some some characters have. Uh, so it's one of those things for Date, and I can understand if people feel like it's cringy because I think it kind of is supposed to be, but I found it to be funny and how it actually ties into some of the gameplay moments is actually really funny. Oh, (laughs) Jesus, that. We'll get there, we'll get there, Drew. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, so yeah. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead, uh, Matt. You wanted to say something?
1: No, just that like when, <laughs> when it was him doing it, and then like Iba scolding him. A lot of that I found funny, but there were certain like weird parts, even from Aset herself, that didn't really seem to make as much sense that she would be making those kind of jokes. So uh, I felt like there was a little bit of bleed over where that was just a a part of the game, regardless of who was going to say it, and I, I just thought that was a little bit weird.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we, we sit down and talk with Oda, and we're like, hey, you, we know you, you did the call. You called it in. You were there at the scene. And he's, he, hey, for a long time there, he did not want to even talk to us. He's sitting there on his computer. And, um, Iva is able to basically hack into his computer and say, oh, he's, he's, he has a fan club devoted to A set, and he is, pretending to be trolls and haters of a set while defending her at the same time.
2: That's such a terrible thing to do, by the way. Like what an awful thing you can do to a person.
1: Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And he's, he's really wanting to, the senpai to notice him apparently. But, uh, it's, it's, it's like, okay, well I'm going to use that against you. So (laughs) it's like, I know you're doing this. So why don't you answer my freaking questions? so he finally admits, yes, I, I made it. I made the, I made the phone call. Why didn't you just use your cell phone? I dropped it in the, I dropped it in a puddle. It doesn't work anymore. Okay. What were you doing there? And he's like, well, m- me and Mizuki went there. Okay. Why? Well, I don't know. Mizuki wanted to go there. He kind of left it at that. Um, during that time, ASEC comes down, and we start talking to her. And she is really wanting to become, like, wanting to follow Date around to be, like, an investigator. She seems to have so a she,
2: big interest on detectives and things of that nature. Maybe roman- yeah. romanticizes it a bit.
1: Yeah, I I, I got part of it being that and part of it being maybe she thought that she would get good material for her channel.
3: Yeah, that too, sir.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So she kind of blackmails Dante and is like, okay, I've got video of you me running to you and hugging you, and I'm going to post it to all my followers unless you let me come with you.
1: Yeah, two instances of blackmail in the last like four minutes of game.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. for real. Dante's like, all right, fine. You can come with me. But you're deleting that afterwards.
2: <laughs> well, the thing about it, Matt, I, I'm glad you pointed that out because think about it from a karma standpoint, right? Date, blackmail Zota, Iris, blackmails Date, immediately after, like one after the other, you know? It's just
1: <laughs> good yeah. old karma. Everybody's got dirt but on somebody.
3: Yep. The
0: The one thing I can't remember is Renju himself. We went there to meet with Renju. He wasn't, and he wasn't there. He wasn't there. Yeah. Eventually, Renju does talk to the police. Because I remember they said that he 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 gave a statement.
2: Yeah, he gave a statement, but they didn't have any evidence to hold him there. So, you know, they just basically let him go.
0: Yeah. Basically, he said he was at Linus Gate mm-hmm. all night. And they didn't know anything about it. So, um, what do we do? We decide to... We go back to the park, right? That's right. And 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 want to do another kind of like quick investigation after everything's over with, and I can't, d- dude. Like, y- we're starting to get into the the parts that I'm like I'm fuzzy about because I did this three weeks ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's no problem. I can I can uh, shine the light whenever you're unsure. Just feel free to tag me, in. I can I can help out. Yeah. So so we go to the Bloom Park, and Iris at this point has a lot of different theories about uh, things of like I of Providence. Eye of Wedget, Horus, Egyptian gods, and it's one of those situations where she's bringing up a lot of different topics and theories for whatever the connection might be. So she absorbed the idea that there is an eye missing. And she's trying to maybe link it to any possible conspiracy theories or any, you know, like really interesting ideas for what that could possibly mean. If it was like a serial killer, if maybe it might be some kind of a ritual killing, right, to right. So like a sacrifice for like the Horus, the Egyptian god, whose symbol is like the, the left eye of uh, like providence and stuff like that. And during that time, you guys notice that there's actually no blood on the horse, where right. uh, the yeah. the body was found, which kind of leads us to believe that the body was moved after she was killed, because you know otherwise uh, all those sl- stab wounds in the abdomen area would have you know had a lot of bleed on the on the thing. And Iris kind of at this point feels faint, and you decide to just take her home. Uh, yes. And then uh, you know we we go over to Iris's home. Uh, there's a woman there, um, and the interesting thing is that this is actually. The same woman that we saw in Date's dream. That's right. So, clearly, Date must have seen this person one way or another at some point, but he has no idea who she is. But her name is, he told me, she's a school teacher. And uh, she's known uh, Renju through high school, and she's, of course, Iris' mother. Yes. Uh, you know, she had Iris when she was very young, when she was like 19 or something like that. Uh, and when you actually enter that room, you actually notice that this is the apartment that Date's previous dream actually took place in. The same furniture, the same picture on the wall, the same Irish flower uh, as well. So it feels like Date's connection to uh, this person he told me and this place. There must be something deep there, but Date is not able to put any. Uh, you know any, any ideas to it and uh, he also notices that he told me can't use her right arm anymore after some kind of an incident
1: it also yeah, raises uh, some interesting questions about the somnium itself and can it be predicting the future is it just a dream is it mm-hmm. you know is it is, is it more than that
2: exactly because we don't quite understand uh in a lot of ways if you're thinking scientifically there is no definitive answer we have in modern science for why we have to dream. Uh, why we need this ability to dream in order for our brain to kind of function properly. Because we understand what not being able to dream does. You can sleep, but if you don't dream uh, within uh, you know, a, a, a suitable amount of hours, you have terrible consequences to your psyche. So, because of that idea, kind of ties into this fictional world where you're able to dive into people's dreams, but what could it actually mean, these dreams, you know? Is it is it is it a sign of our subconscious that's trying to tell us something that we should know about the future, or is it something trying to tell us something about the past and all this stuff? So, at this point, the... There is a lot of clues and pieces, and you're, it's kind of up to your discretion to figure out where, where, where it all fits. Did you guys have any hints or ideas about uh, seeing this woman who was not the dream, uh, this place that she was in? Did you guys have any inklings about what might be happening at this point?
0: I think it's subconsciously Dante remembers being there, remembers this woman, but it happened six years ago or, or past six years ago, and he doesn't remember it.
1: Right. Yeah, my my other thought was maybe that he was the killer in remembering it or that you know this was tied into him choosing victims somehow. Hmm,
2: interesting.
3: Very interesting.
0: I mean, I have theories too. I've 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 seen I accidentally went down the wrong route huh. and saw something I probably <laughs> shouldn't have.
2: That that's okay. That's okay. And you know Matt did as well. So, I'm guessing some of that information might Actually, be harming you guys' actual path to the truth more than it is helping you, just as much as it could possibly help you. And that's why I wasn't like stressed about you guys seeing things that you're not technically supposed to be able to see at this point. And we'll get mm. into theories and stuff like that at the end, of the end of the podcast session for today, so we'll save that for now. But if you, uh, if you got like a clue on the, in a certain section and that like stuck out to you, feel free to like, you know, let, let me know and then we can discuss it. Uh, and I also like the whole uh, joke that the IBA had. Uh how do you put a giraffe in an, in the refrigerator?
0: Oh God, I don't know
2: what do you think Matt? chop it up no you you open up the <laughs> door and put the giraffe in the refrigerator <laughs> well then let me let's the follow up question this is how do you put an elephant in a refrigerator?
0: You open the door, take the giraffe out, and put the elephant in that's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. I I like that joke by Iba. I thought that was pretty funny. Um no. so thinking back on the investigation, the current mystery was okay, so we know that the body was moved after she was killed, but right. we don't know how it was moved cuz there were no cars nearby according to the camera data that Iba has. We don't know where the left eye is And we also don't know who sent the message To Mizuki in the first place To meet her at the Bloom park To discover the body in the first place
0: That's right So
2: these are all questions that we have That we have no answers to And Mizuki of course is non-responsive She's still in a state of shock And not able to talk So we decide that uh, it's time for us To go ahead and sink Which is kind of the way for one person To enter another person's subconscious Through the uh through
1: the machine without consent i guess since she's not speaking or did she did she agree to it
2: Uh, well i don't think she can agree to anything at this point uh Yeah. yeah uh but based on the idea and the circumstances you can kind of understand like she has no legal guardian and the only person that could be considered legal guardian actually happens to be date himself right yeah. So yeah. uh you know, given the circumstances uh, the Somnium begins and this is actually our first full true Somnium. The other one was more of a tutorial. Uh like Drew, do you remember the scenery of this particular Somnium for Mizuki?
0: Yeah. Oh man, it was a. Uh, it was the Bloom Park. Um there was the the Merry Go Round uh and uh there was a birdcage over top of the um merry-go-round the merry-go-round itself was spinning very very fast like 200 miles an hour Mm -hmm. and there was a storm going on like a lightning storm
1: Mm -hmm. yeah all all ominous signs keeping us from whatever's in there
0: yeah It, it gave off a feel of franticness
2: yeah, and yeah. not only that, uh, the aforementioned horses that were impaled in the actual Bloom Park, in the Somnium, they're all like screaming and like wailing about and stuff like that. It's a very ghastly scene, and the, the sky is pitch red, everything's dark and gloomy, and there's, there's this creepy merry-go-around song that's playing the entire time, which makes it even worse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. That was, uh, yeah, that was, that was a big one. So that, that one, that one's crazy. The next one is probably the craziest for me.
3: Yeah.
0: But yeah, this one, this one was relatively simple. Mm -hmm. I didn't ever have to restart or anything like that because it was, it was, you know, it's, it's easing you into it. There's only three mental locks, I believe. And can there, there, this, this is the first one where you can choose a different path.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't Which, have to restart it from failing, but I did choose the wrong path and played a bit before having to restart this and go down the correct path.
0: Yep. Yeah. you played a few hours afterwards.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh you got you got a head start for our next session. Well, next next
2: session possibly. Uh no. but uh, all things considered the uh, the idea is that uh Mizuki uh is clearly in 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 a state of trauma. Uh this is like I mean, Mizuki is a literal twelve-year-old girl, uh, as even though she can be, she's a very exceptional person for her age in a lot of different ways. we will continue to discuss. Uh, she has seen something that is going to haunt her for the rest of her days. You know, the idea that uh, seeing her own biological mother uh, killed and then paraded on a, on a, on a merry-go-round, uh, where she had previously had positive memories, is something that could, you know, basically shock. Any person to their core, so the yeah. the state of the somnium kind of shows her state of mind in a lot of ways, so that's kind of where we're at and the idea the somnium activities themselves aren't too important, uh, but there's this one particular choice where, like drew said, there's branching path where you have two different bird cages that you can approach in a certain situation. Uh, one is a birdcage that has pictures that is torn up inside of it. The other one has a bunch of balloons. And, and for the purposes of our playthrough, just to keep things nice and consistent, we chose the left birdcage, which has those pictures of the, uh, the the pictures that are kind of torn up uh, in there. Do you guys remember yeah. what the the picture was?
0: Yeah, it was a picture of her and her mom and her dad at the park. Mm-hmm. And they seem seemed like they were having a fun time.
2: Yeah, they seem like they're having having a good time. Uh, and then you basically put those pictures together, and uh, going through a couple of more steps, you basically are able to approach Mizuki, who's still you know trapped within the place, and kind of. Uh, Well, I think there might be some other ways But in this particular instance, I think I I gave her a hug to kind of let her know That she's going to be safe, she's going to be okay And once she's out of the somnium, uh, she was able to talk again Did you guys do something differently to get her to snap out of it?
0: No, I hugged her Yep, I hugged her
2: Okay, I think in this particular case, it might have been the only option But at, at the same time, it seemed to be the only one that made sense in the context of the story uh yeah. and it's gonna make more and more sense as you learn about uh Mizuki and uh, the relationship that she had with her parents, which is you know pretty tragic on itself. <clears throat> um so another thing that we notice is as this Samyam was wrapping up so we saw, actually saw a strange figure. Yeah at the corner of the park where it looks like it's like a place that's kind of like leading away to like a grassy field or something like that. And we don't know mm-hmm. who this person is, but they did certainly exist within the Somnium and we weren't able to get a good look at them before the Somnium ended.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're a mysterious man. with No features.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, at this point, Mizuki has snapped out of it And she's trying to help us out But at the same time, she seemed very uh, tight-lipped About what she's willing to tell us Like, for example, she won't tell us who sent the message That brought her there And she's also, I'm not sure about your guys' first impression I thought Mizuki was going to be, like A nicer kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah initially, but she's yeah, very yeah. hostile to Date being very frank about everything and constantly insults him about different things um so that's that's kind of where you're at, so you end up going to Bloom Park with muzuki and you learn that Date actually has been living with Mizuki for about four years now, uh, yeah, you know, and yeah, uh, he's
0: kind of the caretaker over, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly, so I mean he's been looking after her since she was eight, so for a long part of her life, you know, a long part of her short life, she has been uh, taking care of her. And But you don't quite understand why yet, just yet. Uh, so yeah, one of the things that you discover from the information that you got from the Somnium, uh, trying to figure out what the strange figure was, we find out that there's actually an abandoned subway tunnel uh, near the park. And checking the information, we actually found out that that tunnel was actually used by you know by a vehicle, and it happens to be Ranger's car yes and not only that, we learned that the message that Mizuki got also came from his phone. That's right. So the evidence seems to be very damning. So if the only car in that scene of the crime that we can locate was his car, and it, the message that sent uh, you know Mizuki over there was from his phone, then it seems very damning. If if nothing else, but unfortunately we're not able to find him at this point. Uh, we don't know where he is, and he, he gave the report and basically peaced out. So we're kind of on on a path to try to find uh, and locate where Renju is yes do you do you remember from this point drew
0: i i think so we go we go to the um restaurant that he owns right mm-hmm. yep it's a like a, a seafood restaurant i'm thinking
2: it's like a seafood or like made cafe kind of business
0: yeah mm-hmm. and um we we when we <laughs> well when we go there um we we find him
1: <laughs> which yep. is crazy because i Spent hours looking for him in the other play session.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Didn't know where he was and then started back down this this path and you find him pretty quick.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, he's um, he's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, we go up to uh, – so it's on the second floor. And when we get off the elevator, uh, he is uh, strung up by a hook that is in his mouth.
1: Like a fish? A giant fish hook, yeah.
0: Yeah. And he is, um, he is also missing his left eye. And, uh, there are bruises around his neck. And, uh, it seems like the, the cause of death would be, uh, strangulation. And he's being held up by, um, a wire with the hook. And the wire is then split into three and connected to these, uh, beer kegs. Beer, beer kegs were heavy enough to hold him up there
2: yeah just, <laughs> just think about like Mizuki who just kind of snapped out of the shock of having found her mother in that state and now just after like literally like hours after finding her father in an even more horrifying scenario it's yeah oh man it's, it's awful
0: that uh, we do decide to do a little bit of investigating here while we're here uh there's a couple of things that we do find. Obviously we, we find this eye is missing. We figure out the cause of death. Um but the more important thing is there's a um there's a barrel sitting there um and we look inside the barrel and we find Renju's watch.
1: That was a tough one for me because I looked at the barrel once and didn't like didn't notice that the watch was in there or mm-hmm. didn't notice that I could x ray it. And then spent a lot of time clicking on every single thing multiple Uh, times in this scene before I got back to it and stumbled back on, oh, right, I just missed this this Uh, one one thing.
2: One good thing, at least in this kind of scenario, is that if you play the older Ace Attorney games where you're kind of like pointing and clicking on things to examine them, is that they allow you to leave the place Before you've seen everything that you need to In Ace yeah. So you yeah. end up bouncing between different locations Not understanding what you fail to notice But at least in this case They make you stay exactly where you need to be until you discover what you need to. So even if you get stuck, you'll eventually stumble onto it eventually. And yeah, let's go. Uh, the other thing that happened before we actually decided to go back to the scene of the crime is that when we went back to HQ to discuss what's going on, because now there's two killings and two instances of two murder suspects or two murder individuals that have had their left eye removed, this has now become a serial murder case. And yes. Now we kind of understand that there might be something going on, and previously, six years ago, there was a case called the Cyclops Killer, where four yes. bodies were found in the mountain, and the only interesting thing is that in that particular case, the right eyes were removed, and all four victims were young women, and according to the uh, to the information that the HQ uh, has, is that they've never been you know captured. But when Date says like hey this the Cyclops killer guy is killing a Yen," they're very very firm on that it can't be the old Cyclops killer. It must be either a new one or a copycat killer because it can't definitely be the old one. But they yeah. won't they won't tell Date why, which is kind of frustrating, but we'll get there eventually. But yeah, going back yeah. to the uh, the location with the barrel and the wristwatch.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So we find that there. We find that very interesting. Like, what the hell? Why is this watching here? And um, the, we get other things about that location at a later time when we're basically assessing again. Um, I'm trying to imagine if there's any other evidence we find here.
2: There's a, a bit of evidence in terms of the records from the elevator. Where yeah. there is uh, a record of the elevator being used uh, the night before around the time of the murder. So meaning yes. that the elevator was most likely used to transport the body upstairs.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. So yeah, and the, we at this point, we really have no suspects for this one because mm-hmm. our main suspect is now strung up. Yep. So we're kind of back to square one. So we have to go ask around the people who who knew him. Um, obviously, Mizuki was at the police station. Um, so we're trying to figure out. All right, well, who's been around him? Well, oh, Oda's been around him. Anybody who's been at Limnus Gate, um, Aset's been around him. Mm-hmm. So we're going to need to figure out where these two people are. So we have to go and check out with Oda. So we go to his residence, which also happens to be a uh, restaurant. Um, but Oda is not there. We do end up talking to his mother. Um, I have her Mayumi. Yep, May- yeah, Mayumi. May- 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 and Mayumi, uh, when we talk to her, She's kind of, she's kind of in a in a fit right now. She's like, I don't know where he is. He's probably with that witch. Mm-hmm. that She keeps calling her, and like, what witch are you talking about? He said that that internet celebrity he's always gawking over. Oh, A-Set. gotcha. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to think of anything else that she has. I, I know at the restaurant we find, you know, we we observe a few things. Uh, she has a a, uh, a knife that has like floral patterns on it. Seems like she was getting ready for the 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 next dinner group to come in, kind of thing.
3: Yeah,
1: not, not um, a very well attended restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nobody's there. No, uh,
0: and her husband's out. Uh, he's he's probably going and getting getting some supplies, kind of thing. We're like, okay, well. If you see Oda, please let him know that we're looking for him. Uh, I I can't remember if there's anything else we learn here.
2: I I think that's about it, but I think this is around the time where you feel the notion that there is something awful about this place and her. You don't know exactly what it is, but there is something that either she isn't telling us or something else that might be going on. Which makes sense, I mean, if she's trying to protect her son, right? You don't want to be telling the detective, everything, but there might be something else on top of that, which we'll learn in the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, the only other thing we can do is try to locate Aset. And I can't remember where we find her. Did we find her at Lemniscate?
2: So, we go to Lemniscate and she's actually there, but she's recording a podcast and not available to talk. So, we end up leaving a card for Ota, uh, flirting with the receptionist a little bit, of course, and then taking our business to the bar.
0: That's right. We go to the bar. Is that where we we take Mizuki with us?
2: Uh yes. Uh, so yeah, we, you know, we take Mizuki, but at the same time, we learn some very valuable things uh, at this place because we have a bit of a, a bit of a, I guess, like a like an information dump to some degree, where we learn that this is actually where we met Renji for the first time four years uh, and and then four years ago. Uh, that's around the time where he was uh, taking care of Mizuki. He, he was uh, asked by Renju to actually take care of uh, Mizuki. Uh, as yes. As uh, he was recently divorced at that time, and he was very busy, un- unstable, and um, it's one of those situations where you kind of learn the kind of parents that uh, Mizuki has. Renju and uh, Shoko are, are not great parents. Uh, Renju clearly uh, prioritizes his work more than his, his daughter. And Shoko, because possibly because of her upbringing, what, not without a lot of love and attention, she kind of treats um, uh, Mizuki the same kind of way, and she tends to maybe get a little violent with her uh, when yeah, she doesn't yeah. behave, you know. And can you expect like an eight-year-old child to behave at all times? That's obviously a very unreasonable thing to do. So because of that, I think Date understands the need. For Mizuki to be in a different place it 's not a good place for her, so he decides to take her in, uh, which is very nice of him because I think, given the circumstances of his own situation about not knowing anything past the last two years where he has been you know around and being a detective and everything being being tasked with taking care of like an eight year old child might be a, a be too much of an ass to literally everyone else but you know uh, I think this is kind of like those little hints at the the character of Date, because you see this guy who is kind of a horn dog and a bit of a, a smart mouth, but he truly does care about people. And I think that's one of the things I, I liked about it. They don't really tell you straight out, but it's these little things that he does and he did in the past that kind of tells you the person that he is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
3: Did they make no any in
1: indication of whether he. Date was a detective prior to six years ago? Or is so, that just all still kind of. So,
2: at this point of story, I don't think they go into it. There's going to be a later time where Bas is going to give us more information in, in terms of Date's history. But at this point, we don't really know. It's kind of up to our imagination. Uh, one more thing that we learned uh, at the bar is that the Renju apparently had dealings with the, the Yakuza gang, who's, uh yeah. has their territory here called the Kumakura gang. Yeah. And, uh, That's right. Yep. This is the place where we decide to say, like, hey, we can't take Mizuki to a literal Yakuza den. So we're going to give, uh, you know, Mama, who's the the, uh, the owner of the bar, hey, like, can you please take care of Mizuki? And we kind of slip, slip out, you know, saying that, like, hey, we'll be right back. But then we end up taking the trip down to the Yakuza office.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we go to the Yakuza office. And uh, these guys look straight at us. A... Out of Camarocho. <laughs> yep. Um, there's, uh, uh, two guys sitting there, and, uh, the, the kind of the boss, uh, sitting behind the, uh, the desk there. They don't take too kindly to police being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, they, uh, and we're like, hey, we just want to, uh, we just want to get some information. Well, they don't want to have anything, they don't want to have anything to do with it, so they actually attack us. <laughs>
3: Which also feels um, familiar. Which also feels very familiar. <laughs> that's true.
2: You guys been dealing with that uh, for the last uh, couple of. How many months have you guys played the Acquisite games for at this point? It's been like God, half a year?
0: Half a year. Over half a
3: year. A yeah.
2: Over half a year. So this is yeah, very familiar territory year. for you guys. Yeah. For sure. uh, one thing that we did note is that uh, at the office, there seems to be like a cigarette butt that's still kind of uh, smoking. And checking the information with the dermal imaging that Iba provides, we noticed that there was actually someone sitting at the sofa, who was smoking, not until just a couple minutes ago. And this yes. is where we kind of get the suspicion that someone was here. Why don't you? Why don't you tell me the information? You know. And then that's when they decide to attack us with uh, some pretty hardcore gear.
0: Or the fucking minigun.
1: <laughs> yeah, right in the office.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude pulls out a minigun and starts shooting at us. And this is the first time I've had like an action scene. Mm-hmm. And so like, Oh crap. I've actually got to aim and, and, and shoot something and, and stop something. But, uh, we're able to uh, disarm those guys and knock them out. And of course the boss is just still kind of sitting there. And I found it, I found it interesting because. Date, I think this is where his memories kind of lapsed. Like, he's like, you're not the boss. Where's the actual boss. And he's like, that's my dad. He's dead.
2: Uh, I think that's not his dad. I think that's his brother. Uh, his brother? Yeah, I think he's, I believe his brother Rohan is his name. But um, he, Rohan, according to what MoMA said, who's the new, new chairman of the Kumakura, uh, died last year uh, via suicide, and MoMA basically took over six years ago. So there's, right. there's that number again, six. You know, So it's one of those things. And uh, you, you mentioned the action scene, but this is also the first instance where... Date whips out, or rather Iba exploits one of Date's weaknesses to a particular type of magazine that gets That's him really right. excited <laughs> and increases his reflexes by 3.6 times. Uh, that allows yep. him to dodge a bullet, quite literally, and de- take action. Um, the, the scene where he yells porno mag in slow motion never fails to crack me up. Just <laughs> at the top of his lung, he just yells, "Porno man!"
1: Interesting trigger for a superpower.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yep. And he starts looking on the ground for some kind of uh, magazine that doesn't exist there. And uh, uh, yeah, he's able to take take action accordingly. Uh, that pops up yep. later again, but yeah, yeah in uh, an even
0: ridiculous. more ridiculous it's, way. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It, it it won we won's upset every single time but it's very stupid and play for laugh, for sure uh that's one of the kind of uh contrast between how serious and how crazy a lot of, a lot of these murder scenarios are compared to a lot of the silly dumb action sequences there are in the game i i, right. I, I can see people not liking it but i i personally found it to be very funny and delightful
0: <laughs> so yeah after after calming everybody down Dante's like, all right, I know you're back there in the back room. Come out. And a dude comes out. Um, how do I explain this guy? He's wearing a kimono? Yep. I thought he was like a, a Yakuza boss of some sort.
2: He kind of looks the profile, right? Like a very right. regal, like, uh, like high up in the rankings Yakuza kind of guy.
1: Yep. Yeah. Getting up there in years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, we recognize him. It's uh So Sojima is that his name?
2: Uh yeah, So Sojima and he, yeah. he's a congressman.
0: He's a congressman. What the hell's a congressman doing in a yakuza den? And he he really doesn't want to talk to us at all. Nope. He's like, I don't I don't have anything to say to you. Okay, well what the hell are you doing here? It's none of your damn business. <laughs> Um, but that's, that's some, some definitely some, some big, uh, some big uh, hits right there. Oh, we got a congressman in cahoots with the Yakuza. Uh, but he does give us a little bit more, or no, he doesn't actually. It's, it's, um, I think the Yakuza boss gives us a little bit more information, uh, saying that it wasn't just Renju who was with us. His ex, she was working with us too. Like, what kind of work was she doing? Uh, Some kind of scam stuff.
2: Some shady shady real estate stuff, it sounded like.
0: Yeah, shady real estate doing fraud and people and stuff like that. So both of the people, both victims, were in cahoots with the Yakuza using them. Also, there's a congressman here in cahoots with them as well. you are like, okay. The plot thickens, I guess.
2: Indeed, but unfortunately for us, the... uh... All the Yakuza people uh, actually have, like, excellent alibis because they had, like, a meeting thing where they were all accounted for. So it's clear that they were not present for these actual two murders at the very least.
0: Yep. So we have to just basically end it there. But um, after that, we do finally get to talk to Iris Aset
2: actually, we we actually get a call from Lemniske saying that, hey, Ota is here. That's right. And on the way to Lemniske, we actually get a call from a detective uh, relaying a message from a prisoner who only refers to himself by the number 89. And he says that he knows Shoko's killer and he already predicted that there would be a second murder, which we verified by Renju's death. So we don't know who this person is, but this person seems to say that, like, "Hey, I have the answer. If you want to talk, and if you want to try to get me out of here, uh, but we Dude, don't, I... we don't, we don't try to uh, get this information just yet because we're. I
0: totally forgot about that. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're, you're you're jogging my memory, right now. Yeah. like, oh right, that did happen. We never even followed up with that. What the hell?
2: Well, yeah, we lost ha- threads. Yeah, exactly. We we have our immediate threats to follow, so some do, saying, you know, like, hey, I know who the killer is. It's not exactly on uh, Date's top priority, which I, under- which I understand. So, right. um, we do go to go back to Lemnus Gate, and Ota confirms, after a little bit of coaxing, that he did, in D.C., Renju and Iris walk out of the building and get into a car. Uh, That's right. So, okay, so if iris was the last person to have seen render she might be a suspect so we decide to you know bring uh iris in and basically interrogate her a little bit in terms of uh figuring out what's going on
0: yep so yeah she's uh during the interrogation this is where we have to we have another part Mm -hmm. uh, like a gameplay piece where we have to present evidence i couldn't do this you know well yeah you could so mm-hmm. i can't i can't lift uh that guy's body if i killed him how, how how could i even move his body well we found his watch inside this barrel you could easily roll a barrel around couldn't you yep mm-hmm. you know you had access to his car you were in his car
2: she also mentioned that she could she didn't have the strength to overpower a fully grown adult man uh being you know a woman and all um but they noted that after the auto- autopsy, there was actually sedatives found in uh, Rendu's uh, blood, meaning right. that he was most likely knocked out and then strangled to death, which means literally anyone could have done it. So yep. it almost looks like all the evidence that we have gathered from the restaurant and the circumstantial evidence, as well as you know kind of being the last person to have seen him, all points to Iris being the possible killer for Renju. Yep. So because of that, we decide that like, hey, uh, we should get some more information. But she does something very suspicious in a way where we find they're actually secretly texting someone during the in, in interrogation. And when we snatch her phone away, she's actually messaging Ota to not tell us about that thing.
0: That thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And she she obviously won't say what it is. Uh. So like, hey, we have enough evidence to say uh, with the just cause. Uh, to be able to sync with her to get some additional information.
0: That's right. That's right. And so we sync with her, and to me, this is the craziest one. Yeah. Because it's like yeah, it's like a warehouse. I thought this was the hardest warehouse. one
3: too. Really?
0: It was. There was there was a lot of stuff involved in that one. Yeah, I would say this was probably the hardest one. Uh, I did have to retry once here. Okay. But um but yeah it was god man it's just the freaking sounds in the music in this one was disturbing as hell it's like it's just a woman screaming in the background
2: i've
1: been watching a murder repeatedly (laughs) yeah yeah
2: you you hit it right on the nail like disturbing is the one word that i would use um if you consider the idea that iris is like this uh pretty like bubbly 18 year old girl who's like an idol and you have Mizuki who's also like a 12 year old girl and they they both had these really horrifying somniums based on their previous traumas and everything so you never know what you're gonna get you know. once you delve into these somniums uh, uh, and it's it's difficult to predict what kind of things you're gonna see but the interesting thing about the Iris somnium specifically is that you're seeing a lot of information here um Uh, Do you you remember as far as, like, the the murdering and how that ties into, like, the possible Cyclops killings and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, so it was all – all all the mental locks revealed uh, she was either (laughs) – she was either seeing it or doing it. We don't know which one of uh, the original Cyclops killings, like one person was beaten, one person was shot – um one person was strangled i believe mm-hmm. and it's all the the actual how the the original cyclops killer had killed people which happened 6 years ago mm-hmm. which she's what she's what 19 now so she would have been 13
2: yeah so the likelihood of her being the original Cyclops player would be very extreme, right? The, the idea that, like, a, well, I think she's 18 now, so she would have been 12. So that a 12-year-old girl could uh, basically capture and kill four adult women in various different ways, especially the active ways that they show. Uh, The, the way that the Sanmium works is that you're supposed to try to reenact the events of the murders of the each four individuals you don't see the people that's committing the act you don't see the picture i mean you don't see the individual faces of the people that are dying either so it's very much up to interpretation but she seems to have very intimate knowledge like drew said it seems likely that either she was either the one perpetrating the murders or at least present but given the circumstances of her age it most likely seems like she was probably present at the location, rather than the one that's uh, committing it. Because if you look at the way the uh, the information is portrayed, um, you see a lot of unknowns. Uh, despite seeing how they they die, uh, being consistent with the the files that we have for the
3: psychops killing. Yes, yeah.
1: and did they did they imply at all that? It's the same person from the other Somnium, because or is that just assumed to be kind of a default if they can't remember the details of a person, it's just this kind of blue humanoid form? Oh,
2: yeah, that's uh, that's a default uh, blue humanoid form, you, you yeah. can't, uh, yeah, so it's one of those things where, you know how if you ever watch like Detective Conan or something like that, they have this like a black silhouetted person, uh, that's just kind of like a person of mystery of, you know, it doesn't point to a specific person, uh, so that it kind of opens it up the... Uh, the mystery to be whoever could be you know what i mean yeah,
0: yeah. I, i've never watched detective conan but i have watched detective conan meets lupin the third
2: i don't think i watched that was it good
0: it's actually really good oh sweet I'm,
2: I'm, i might need to track that down i love detective conan yeah. and lupin the third so. nice.
0: yeah no nah, i like lupin a lot nice. um but yeah um so i i accidentally did the wrong path here.
2: Did you complete that path to its completion, Drew, or... Yeah. You did, okay. So you saw something a little ahead I of I saw time. something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I saw something, and I was like, ooh... Don't
2: tell Matt. I won't. Not yet. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, this is this, this is looking bad. Oh, no, the plot is, but, you
3: know, plot dickens. It's-
0: yeah, yeah. But, uh yeah, after... So, obviously, she's like, okay, well, did she freaking, did she, did she do them? I don't know if she could do them, but she obviously was there because mm-hmm. um, she's, she's recreating these acts perfectly in her, in her dreams, so I don't know. I guess we'll find out when we wake her up.
2: Oh, Drew, I think we might be confusing the two. I think... The one that we're describing in terms of the individual person being murdered actually happens on the other path. the The one that we're has, we were discussing previously was the one with the animal pictures being killed in the same way right. that the uh, the murdered women were, but it's not as explicit. And the last thing that we see in this particular somnium is that there is uh, an unknown person kissing who looks very much like Sosujima, the congressman. That's right. Yeah, but instead of the body of a man, he has the body of a woman instead. So it's a very, very weird detail. It's like he's unconscious, but he has the body of a woman, uh, and someone is kissing him. And you can interpret that in so many different ways. And when we kind of interrogate Iris about that, she says like, well, I know who Sosujima is. He's a famous congressman. I've seen him in TV. But... We don't know if she has any connection with him or vice versa. So yeah. not a lot of information gathered from that Somnium, unfortunately, outside of the fact that uh, Iris might be a more disturbed individual than we initially uh, initially pegged her for. Right.
0: right. Yeah. Right. So it just now points more fingers at Soshijima. For the time being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Gosh, after that...
2: Okay, let me let me jog the memory a bit then. So at this point, we can uh, Ota actually threatens Date uh, because like you know we're holding Iris without any like you know, solid proof evidence. Everything that we have on her is basically circumstantial, right? That's right. So because of that, like well you gotta you know we gotta we gotta bring her back, and uh, Ota says like, hey, I I'll tell you what that thing is if you just basically just you know. Uh, bring her out of there. I don't want her to be you know under custody and stuff like that, so we end up bringing iris to the the diner the masashira diner where Ota Ota lives um
1: I like how he quotes like law at him as well
2: yeah almost like he prepped for it right yeah all right um but when we get to the diner, something happens
1: that's right
0: that's right um so we're we're wanting to uh we're wanting to uh, interrogate him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, take a look at that picture right there. I want to show you something. And of course, being the dumbass we are. <laughs> we look at the picture, and he clocks us over the head. <laughs> and uh, knocks us out. Uh, luckily, though, we're knocked out. Iva's still running. And she records the whole thing. Uh, but, yeah, uh he runs off with Iris, and I, when do we see that video playback? Is it later?
2: Yeah, so he, Dante regains consciousness about five hours, so he got a nice nap there. Uh, yeah. And then we basically basically uh, headed uh, in the car. We're headed over to figure out, to locate Iris and Ota. Uh, and we all of a sudden get alerted by, by saying like, hey, there's this live stream going on. Yeah, and uh, and the scene of that is is pretty graphic. Uh, where it looks like Iris is on like an ice cutting table with like a huge giant saw. Uh, yeah. And her left eye is missing and bleeding, just like all the other victims in the case so far. And That's right. All of a sudden, someone in a polar bear costume shows up and activates the saw. Slowly bringing it down on her torso, and it's basically about to kill her. But all of a sudden, Ota shows up. He turns off the machine and goes off screen to apparently fight the polar bear. That's right. Uh, So we find out where the live stream is being held. It says some. uh, uh, What was it's called? Like a like a cold storage warehouse, cold storage unit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we hightail it over there as soon as we can.
0: That's right. And yeah, when we get there, um, not only do we find Iris laying there, we also find Ota laying there. Uh, Ota has been stabbed. Mm -hmm. And the polar bear is nowhere to be seen.
2: Right. But the good news is that both Iris and uh, Ota are alive, even though they're both not in great condition. Um and Iris goes into surgery, uh, and Otel also goes into surgery as well.
0: Yes. So now we have another crime scene. And we have to investigate it. Um, so yeah, Iris, missing a left eye. Looks like the, the killer didn't get the job done. Uh, the polar bear costume, nobody knows where the polar bear costume is, nobody knows where the polar bear is. Um we uh ch- try to figure out like the the live stream stuff um looks like uh the computer the camera were uh bought from pawn shops so good luck trying to figure out where that stuff came from um and then uh Hmm. what else is
2: there? So, at this point, we have a variety of locations that we can go to, and yeah. uh, just like uh, Drew said about the crime scene at the cold storage, we did notice all additional things, like there are actually two cars in front of the cold storage warehouse. One right. is the Masashida van for, like, the restaurant, and another car is a station wagon, which was reported stolen. Um, and... After further investigation of the inside, there's this uh, chocolate packet on the top. Chocolate. That's right. Uh, And these are like special chocolates where, you know, if you open them, they have like special collectible stickers and stuff like that around. And Date Mm -hmm. used to collect them for, for a while for like Mizuki and himself and stuff like that. So he remembers what those were. And at this point we can go to several different locations based on the evidence. Since Ota was is clearly connected to this event, we decide to go over to the to the diner to talk to uh Miyumi. And this is where we get all the information in terms of uh what's going on because Ota you know, has been stabbed but uh you know, Mayumi is actually still here. She doesn't seem to be cognizant of like what's going on. Uh I mean, she's basically just like waiting for her son and uh uh, you know husband to come back home but in truth her husband's been dead for 5 years and uh, she's been you know suffering from dementia for many years and yeah, uh, not only that the yeah the diner has also been closed for 8 years as well so she's kind of been living in like this fragment of time where you know her husband was alive and the diner was busy and you know bustling but now that the diner has kind of gone to ruin her husband has been dead and her son is ota it's which is probably the worst (laughs) bad enough yeah worst case scenario for that one because you know he's he's a 24 year old guy he's not really doing anything with his life you know so, it, it, it is what it is, but we learn all that stuff, and we also decide that, like, hey, what's going on with this whole Sosojime guy? Why was he in the, you know, Iris Asamyan? We gotta figure out what's going on. So, we go to his mansion to figure out what's what's happening, and he basically yeah. says, like, hey, I have an alibi, I was just home uh, the whole time. And his, he says, like, oh, my bodyguards can confirm that, but, of course, we can't. Take uh, you know what the bodyguards say at face value because they have a vested interest in protecting their clients and also for some reason the cameras at the mansions has been offline for the last few days how very convenient yep. for him
3: right yeah.
2: yeah so you know evidence uh, kind of piling up against so for sure as He's being very suspicious as to you know what he's been doing uh, we kind of go back home uh, we go back to the hospital. Uh, luckily Iris' surgery was successful, um and, you know, so, so is Ota. Uh, but at the same time, like, when we consider, uh, all this, all the possibilities and connections with Renju and Shoko, and because Hitomi also knew everyone involved, perhaps either she might be a suspect herself, or she might have some information that might be helpful to us. So we kinda of put that into the back of our mind, and we just decided to go back home where Mizuki is there.
0: Yes, yes. Um, and we we didn't mention the video that we saw. Ibis video. Uh, yeah, after we got knocked out. Oh. So, yes. yeah, when we get knocked out, we're laying on the floor. Um. Oda is uh, with Iris. He's like, "Come on, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go get the car, and we're gonna leave." And she's like, "Okay, well, where are we going?" He's like, "Let's just go." And. Oda's mom approaches them. She's mad. But then. Iris approaches her. Gets really close to her. Mm -hmm. And she gets real quiet. And then. uh, Oda shows back up. Come on, let's go. Iris then leaves with Oda. And I was like, what the hell was that? Because I I was watching it. And I was like, did she say something to her? What would she say to her? Mm -hmm. To make her just get quiet like that. Because she was yelling at her, like, "Oh, you're a witch! You're 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 ruining my son," mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I was like, "Well, that's a, that's some very strange uh, that it is strange video." Um, well, eventually we do learn what happened,
2: right? But we also see that May- uh, Mayumi actually takes up after them too, after they leave, uh, trying right, to kind yeah. of go after them as well. So we get some additional information in that. Thankfully, Aiba was uh, you know online and being able to you know capture all this footage, so we have some additional hints.
0: Yep, They're going back home. Uh, mm-hmm. Mizuki's there. Um, I'm going to say sulking because that's what she does. That, she, she has every she has every right to be sulking.
2: Yes. <laughs> so not only are both of her parents dead from a, a parent killer, her her best friend was attacked and her left eye removed. And their yep. other friend has been staffed and is in the hospital. <laughs> so I think she, you know, as a 12 year old girl, I think she has every right to be sulking, but she's also doing yeah. something that seems a little out of character for a 12 year old girl. When we see it here at Dante's place.
0: Yeah. She's, she's, uh, I actually calculated it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like it was probably about 380 something pounds. She was just bench pressing 380 <laughs> something pounds. I'm like, Oh, that's just some anime shit. Yeah. No, no, no. She, she really is.
2: <laughs> I thought it was one of those like novelty, uh, novelty way kind of things. You know, kind of like, like the ones foam. that are like, yeah, yeah, like foam or balloons or something like that. But like, no, that's that's totally real.
3: Yeah. As, as, far yeah, and as we, we
0: we 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 go into the little a little bit of history with Date and uh, and Mizuki. um, she is crazy powerful. Yep. So is this um, where they
1: got into his training? Her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, what yeah they yeah. show
2: the the past. So Mizuki uh, got bullied for you know having kind of a weird, uh, let's say, parenting situation, and she kinda was being abused by other bullies and such. And started saying like, hey, you know, this is you, you can't, I can't, I can't take over for what's you what's happening to you. Otherwise, this is going to make things worse. So you need to be able to protect yourself. So he decides to take her under his wing and train her in like martial arts and stuff like that. And he basically says, like, hey, show me what you can do. And she basically shows him a straight punch that creates shockwaves. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So she is super, super human strong. And she also mentions something interesting about her grandpa who also has these really interesting tall tales about him, about things that shouldn't be possible from a human being. So it almost seems like there might be something going on with her side of the family that we don't quite know about just yet. So Another
0: another interesting fact about her grandpa, mm-hmm. he owned the cold storage unit. That he did. And I was like, okay, well, there's another connection. <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah, no, no shortage of connections on, on this one for sure.
0: I know, man. And um, yeah, we, we go into her past. We, we take her to a shrine and teach her how to, how to fight. Um, find out she's a freaking super saiyan. And, um, yeah, she's demanding that she comes along with, with, uh, with Date on this. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And we're like, okay, since I left you at a bar, I will take you along. And then from there, we start to try and... I think like we're having discussions in the car. I think we also get a phone call from the boss.
2: Right. We get some information on the forensics on that chocolate packet that we found the cold storage. Yep. And apparently, Mayumi's fingerprints are on the chocolate, chocolate factory. And we also yep. hear that Ota is actually conscious. So we go to see him yes. at the hospital.
0: That's right. Um, and... We finally get out of Oda. Look, dude. What is the thing? Yeah. The thing that she was texting you about. What is it? I'm surprised at this
1: point, given all he's done and all he's been through, that he would have any resistance here. Or that Date wouldn't just be able to, like, throw the book at him and be like, look, you can't keep hiding things and lying things. This has to end right now.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah and we we kind of we kind of pressure him into telling us because we're like look you could totally be the person doing this he's like how do you figure well you and the polar bear were never on the screen at the exact same time that's right how do how do we know that you just pretended to do this and you
1: stabbed yourself
2: when you guys were watching the footage as it was happening in real time did you guys also have that feeling too
1: yeah yeah, yeah it was very okay. suspicious the way he like called it out and then ran off screen and you definitely can't see it with the angle. Mm
2: -hmm. And then the wound that he actually ended up taking happens to just not be fatal. The polar bear disappears without a trace. All these little bits of pieces of evidence that make Ota more and more suspicious uh, to, to what's going on here.
0: Also another fun fact, the blade that he was stabbed with was the same blade that his mother has with the floral patterns. He could have easily just took that and stabbed himself with it.
2: That's right. And we've also seen this behavior. Think about what's been established so far, right? Ota is very well and willing to antagonize the person he loves just so that he can become the Shining Knight to save her for credibility's sake. So we've seen the behavior. Obviously, this is a lot more extreme, uh, of course. But because there is a pattern here, we can't help but suspect him. To be someone, and if that wasn't bad enough, while he's being interrogated at the hospital, he was actually hiding a knife under the cover.
0: That's right. And and if he 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 even tries to deny it, I wouldn't have done that. Well, maybe you didn't do it. Maybe you were just in cahoots with Iris about it. Hmm. Iris Iris could have easily have said, "Hey, do all this to make it look like I have I I have nothing to do with it."
3: right
0: and he's like well that's bullshit okay then then tell me what the thing was and the thing was uh, he actually saw her the night that Renju was killed in Renju's car by herself
2: driving the car Yep,
0: driving the car without
2: a license too
0: <laughs> yeah, without a license and Renju was nowhere to be seen and she was like hey uh, don't tell anybody you saw me and then drove off. That's pretty suspicious.
3: Very. Yep.
0: And um, also, where was Renju? Maybe in the trunk, in a barrel. <laughs> After being killed.
2: Possibly, but at the same yeah. time, if she was the the murderer that killed Renju, who did that to her? Would it, would it yeah. have been a plan between Iris and the hotel? You know, we don't know at this point.
0: Yeah. But that's definitely something we're thinking. Absolutely, it easily easily she's she's trying to get heat off of her, so she's going to turn herself into a victim Mm -hmm. with the help of Oda. So Oda doesn't want to have anything to do with that. I'm like, okay, fine. If you want to clear her name, we're going to have to go into your head, and that's exactly what we do. Yep.
2: Yep.
0: So we take him to the police station (laughs) with with stitches. And we strap him up to the machine and we go into his head. And um, uh, once again, another Somnium where you can uh, branch off. Um, I started the wrong path, but then quickly corrected myself after I sent you a message saying, hey, is this the right one? And you said, nope. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it's basically a, a, a recreation of what happened that night with the polar bear. But it's in a very Oda way. It's, him, him being a hero,
2: yeah. Very, very dramatized to make himself look good.
0: Yeah, and uh, so you, there's, there's. I did, I, yeah. We had to do both paths for this recording. Um, uh, the first path basically, um, is just, a, it's, it's just a retelling. It's not like you can't. You can't see the face. He 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 beat he bests the polar bear, and as he's about to take the polar bear's mask off, he gets stabbed. Yep. And that's unfortunately that's all we get.
2: Yeah, but we do see that the knife that he gets stabbed with is definitely the uh, the the knife from the diner.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, coming back out of the somnium. Okay, well, what actually happened? And at that point his mom comes in and she's like look I did it
3: yeah
0: did you really do it
1: yeah from the beginning everyone's like okay alright I yeah. don't think so <laughs> yeah um
0: no offense man but you suffer from dementia on top of do you even know how to live stream something right do you know what live streaming is yeah <laughs> where'd you get the uh the stuff I found it in the garbage. What? <laughs> you found a computer and a camera in the garbage. <laughs> You're obviously covering. You're covering for your son. And we have to prove it to her, basically, like like we do with the the Phoenix Wright stuff.
1: And can you fail those at all? Or does it just tell you that's not the right combination? And then yeah.
0: Yeah, I was like, no, that's not right.
1: You get a
2: reward for doing it perfectly, but you can't fail. Oh, really? Yeah.
3: Hmm.
0: Okay, what's the reward?
2: Um, There are these files that actually delve into additional things that you can know about certain situations and certain characters. It's the same thing with Somniums. If you finish a Somnium with time left on the clock, you also get a bonus as well.
0: That's right, I remember that.
2: There's actually this whole entire section with files... And a lot of them are actually hidden away and collectibles that you actually will unlock by doing things very well.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I screwed this up a couple times, so I don't know if I got that five, <laughs> but um, yeah. So we basically proved to her, look, you couldn't have done this. We're, we get it. You're, you're trying to cover for your son. And if you don't, it, it, fine, if you want us to explore this route, we will do a Somnium with you. And that's what we do. The Somnium was so depressing. It was. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, and and... B-
2: Before we delve into the Somnium, there's actually one other thing, well, two other things that we discover. Okay. Uh, one is the taxi uh that was also uh, headed over to the coal storage which is the the method that Mayumi uh, was able to get to the coal storage that's right she was following. sorry i forgot about that uh, no it's all good it's, it's not as not that important given the circumstances but it definitely still a piece of the puzzle so worth mentioning yep. so that's the, the the thing and the taxi driver is also very afflu- uh, affluent as well it seems a little suspicious to me <laughs> for whatever reason <laughs> um, but uh yes so that's one thing And the other thing is that we actually go over to the mansion, because we're actually waiting for the Somnium device to be repaired because it went down for a time, Uh, and we want to talk to Sosujima, and when we go over there, there's actually nobody there, no no bodyguard, no Sosujima, but we smell something weird coming from the large vase. And That's right. Does that
0: happen? Does that happen before the somnium? That's
2: right. It happens before the somnium.
0: Holy crap, man! This this took me. I was like, "What
2: the fuck is going on?" <laughs> so this happens right before the somnium, and yeah, we use our X-ray and see that there's body parts within that vase. So we, you know, basically crack open the vase, and then it's basically so's body, uh, sliced into so many different pieces. It, it, it's very <laughs> gory. Uh, yes. And it's pretty, it's pretty terrible. And for this particular case, not only does Ota and Mayumi have the alibis because they were obviously, uh, you know, in custody, you know, uh, but Iris also does as well because she's in a coma, in the hospital. So she couldn't have yep. possibly done this either. So whoever killed Sosujima uh, in this particular instance couldn't have been any of the three that we're currently following as suspects as well. So we're like, right. okay, what the hell is going on? So at this point, the device is finally available. Let's get to the bottom of it and we sync with Mayumi.
0: Yes. And this, uh, this one is like going into the mind of somebody who's suffering dementia. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it, it's a memory that is Completely fuzzy. It's also from different time periods. Because she's not remembering things correctly. And you're also going through different. Like. Oda's a child. And then Oda's you know. Going to college. And then Oda drops out of college. And Oda is a piece of shit. To his mom. And his dad.
1: Yeah. Spoiled kid.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Gosh. It was so sad. It was so sad. Um, because it was, you could see like how she slowly started going into dementia, and her family not realizing it.
2: Yeah, and the husband uh, dying from basically overwork. Uh, they 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 basically kill themselves or overwork trying to keep the diner afloat. But because of the chemical spill and Bloom Park no longer being an attraction. The diner, even though it wasn't closed down because of the chemical spill, it basically lost all foot traffic uh, right then and there. They were they were no longer able to keep it afloat. But they still believed that maybe you know they'll be able to get back up there. So they kept taking out on loans. They got multiple jobs, and uh, the, the father eventually his body gave out and he, he passed away. And that's kind of you know uh, the breaking point for Mayumi at that point when he when she lost her husband, that she finally kind of broke away into a full dementia uh, and kind of lost herself. And I think, in a lot of ways, it was, like, really bittersweet because you see that uh, the memory that she holds on to most as the most precious thing that she has is the moment where uh, Ota kind of uh, understands, like, you know, like he's been, like, a bad bad son, you know, he's not really being considerate of his mother, but you could still see that he obviously still cares for her and so does yeah. the husband, and they give her the gift of the knife and the floral pattern, pattern uh, uh, apron. apron and everything like that, and that was like a beautiful moment, and through that moment, um she's able to, like, briefly kind of uh, uh, be elucidated and, you know, understand and kind of is able to just tell Data exactly what happened, as far as, uh you know, like what she was doing at the time and everything, and uh, we basically figure out that like yeah okay it was, definitely was not Mayumi definitely was not Ota that uh, committed this uh, this crime, uh, and uh, yeah at, at this point you know um, that's that's basically it for Mayumi. So you, do you guys remember what happened after that?
0: Uh, yeah, the the Mayumi re- tells us what she remembers, and basically. When Oda went to go get the car, Iris walked up to Mayumi, who had the floral knife, and she took the floral knife from her. And that's when, like, it wasn't she was saying something to her. She was taking the knife from her, almost like she was getting prepared to do something. Yeah. Yep. And then they took off, and that's when she chased after him. And we we figured out, okay, well, this is how everybody got to there. So, Mayumi is following Ota in a taxi. Ota is in the van. During that time, Ota makes a stop. And while he is outside of the van... The van takes off. So Oda then steals a car, which is the car that was found at the at the cold storage unit. Mm-hmm. And Mayumi shows up as well in a taxi.
2: Right, and Ota is able to follow the van because he ended up leaving his phone in the car yep. and using the GPS, he was able to track him down. So that's right. There is a lot of information missing, right? So we understand the sequence of events and, you know, what was happening, but we don't know what was happening within the car with the van. Uh, Because, you know, apparently, you know, there's some stuff going on, but we don't know if it was Iris driving the van. Maybe someone got into the van when Ota left and kidnapped Iris during that time as well. So there are many different possible scenarios so,
3: that's what
0: is, was that? What Oda was believing? He he was saying that I think somebody got in the van and and took off with her. Yeah,
2: he he said that uh, right. he might have like heard like Iris scream or something like that. Right, uh, right. And he was obviously in, in a frenzy trying to follow them, so he ended up stealing that cart. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's the information that we have from Miami. Nothing conclusive, but. Some aspects of what happened or what's going on uh, to lead to the events at the cold storage is at least uh, illuminated a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's also kind of the sad progression of Oda being so mean to his mom when he was younger, but you know, then he kind of realizes it. So w- within that kind of scope, I'm like, all right, well, he's grown up a bit. You know, he, he he's better to his mom now. He understands this. He wants to help her out. But if you flash forward to what's happening now, he's still making a lot of real bad decisions, oh, yeah. like knocking a cop out with a walk and stealing a car. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he may be doing things for good reasons, but man, he is—he is, he is uh, you know, he's <laughs> not a, he's, making he, all great ones.
2: He's—he's a, he's a screw up for sure, and uh, yeah, he's—he's he's in a situation uh, where I think he's obviously hopelessly in love with this girl. That obviously doesn't have feelings for her, feelings for him in the same way. But she also still noted that he really respects Ota in a lot of ways, kind of like her protector and friend as well. So kind of friend zoned at the same time, but at least he's a, a character of note in Iris' life. So, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe he has a chance, man. You know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is if they, you know, all get out of this, uh, nonsense alive. Uh, which we'll be discussing soon Um, there's actually one other thing that happens after the credits roll so we have this nice moment This this ends up being kind of like Ote's designated ending uh, kind of understanding Ota's situation with his family and everything and he came kind of coming into terms with uh, what's going on with his mother and kind of affirming that he's going to be there for her more which is all nice because I think we all have our history with our parents and stuff like that so it can be I thought it was yeah. very touching and everything
0: yeah yeah. no I cried at this
2: yeah I mean I, I teared, I I teared up too for sure I think uh, the unconditional love of a mother is something that I think almost everyone can relate yeah, yeah. So, uh but there's actually one other thing that happens after the credits. We get another right. piece of evidence that is quite shocking.
0: There's a, there's a zinger at the end. And damn, if I can remember because I'm getting it mixed up with the one at the end <laughs> of the last. Branch. Okay, it
2: yeah. happens. It, it deals with an eyeball being found.
1: Oh yeah, in someone's <laughs> stomach. Within. So he,
2: so stomach right no no so uh, they did an autopsy uh, completion with Renju and they found Shoko's eyeball in his stomach
1: yeah yeah
0: that's right
2: what does that mean fellas
0: (sighs) (laughs) the same person killed both people
2: what do you think Matt is there a significance to that zinger
1: yeah, I mean, I don't really think he went Hannibal Lecter on his ex-wife side. Ex-wife? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
2: Okay, that's perfectly fine. Um, that's one of the questions that I'm going to be uh, talking about at the end there. So, okay, let's, so let's move back. Uh, previously, we were going to stop at this point and then end uh, the, the, the first session. But because we ended up having another uh, week of time, we went a little bit further.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We decided to go back to Oda's somnium that's right and and take the next path um in the next path oof gosh
2: so in this path the big difference is that uh, the fight yeah, yeah the fight is different where we actually ended up using a crane to knock mm-hmm. the, the the polar bear down injuring him pretty severely in one of his legs to do so, Injure on the in his left leg, uh, and then after that point he, he still gets uh, you know stabbed trying to unmask the person, but that information with the the left leg injury ends up being a pretty huge hint because now we're yes. looking for a suspect that has an injured left leg. Uh, that's something that yes. we can go by. So that's kind of one of the things that we can look at. And we're also taking Mizuki with us in this instance because she's kind of going stir crazy. Both of her parents are dead. His, her friends were assaulted and stuff like that. She can't just be, you know, uh, sitting at home and stuff like that. So she decides to go with us, and we can go to a lot of different places uh, with Mizuki. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll make it pretty. I'll make it pretty simple as far as like kind of like top to bottom.
3: And so we'll just for clarity,
1: because this is a different path. Is right. this? Did both paths happen and you're now just remembering more? Or is this like an alternate universe where this happened and not the other way?
2: So consider branching path as an alternate reality where things happen differently.
1: So we're not just revealing more of one story. These are intertwined into related stories?
2: Possibly, You can kind of consider it intertwined in the way that it, it has the same characters. But I'm not going to delve much more into the logistics of how the storytelling works because I believe that might be telling a little too much. So uh, I'll leave it to your interpretation.
0: Yeah. The grand scheme of things, this this may be significant. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I can't uh, – no. I'm not going to – you guys, you guys should know my personality enough to the point where you know for sure I'm not gonna be revealing things that uh, is going to spoil the grand picture. But at the same time, I might slide in a couple of hints here and there just for shits and giggles to see if you guys can figure it out. But uh, you know, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but in this particular instance, consider it as like an alternative universe where things played out differently. Yeah. So b- yeah. because of the situation, now we have this other alternative. Uh, hint that we can go off of. Our path is a bit different because previously in the other branch we actually had no other follow up other than the fingerprints on the chocolate packet, which led us to Mayumi and Ota and their connection. But in this case, we have a direct hint as to who the suspect in the polar bear suit was. And of course, because of the circumstances, we can verify that it's obviously not Ota, because Ota, you know, doesn't have that injury to his left uh, left leg, right? Right. Okay, so we have a bunch of places that we can go with Mizuki. Uh, the first place that we can go is uh, Bloom Park. And um, we kind of talk with Mizuki about her memories here. But we also you know, hear Mizuki's story about how she blames herself for her parents' murder. Because she considers that all the negative things that happened to her parents uh, was her fault. If she was, you know, she's kind of, like, regretting that maybe if she was a better daughter, maybe if she listened better, they would have been together, you know, they would never have been in this path where they were, you know, working with, like, Yakuza and other things and doing terrible things that led to their death. And, of course, we say that it's not Bajuki's fault because it obviously isn't, you know, but... Uh, that's how it is. When you when you are in situations like this, that you can't help but blame yourself. So, so we kind of understand it. But here is where we get the full picture as to the kind of person Shoko was. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm sympathetic to her plight to the point where she had a very terrible childhood of her own, where she wasn't loved and you know she was abused to some degree as well. But that does not excuse what you do to your own children at the same time, right? So yeah. being abusive to your child, like hitting them repeatedly, uh, and then you know feeling like, oh, she's eight years old, why isn't she just picking up after herself and doing everything I tell her? That's obviously not what an eight-year-old child is going to do, right? So she doesn't seem to understand that, and that's kind of ended up being a big uh, point why Date ended up taking her in. Yeah. Um and uh we also go to the Ikumi Shrine where this is the place where Date actually uh trained Mizuki in her martial arts and stuff like that. So this is the yep. place where we actually see like uh Mizuki take her out like a bunch of trees and stuff like that, doing jump kicks and stuff. It's not like she's invincible or anything, but she's just very fast and very strong. Uh is yeah. what you can tell. Um it's like, like being able to jump kick a tree and knocking it down, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, almost like a video game character. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah.
2: basically. Um, so, you know, in that quiet moment, they kind of discuss their past, and they offer a quiet prayer, and then they kind of move on. And when uh, Mizuki asked uh, what uh, Date pray for, Date is like, oh, well, I just want to get out of here as soon as possible. Uh, yeah. And Mizuki kind of, like, talks at him, and is like, well, if you tell someone you know what your, uh, what your, what you pray for, then it's less likely that it's going to come true. So she's kind of like poking fun at him the whole time while she's doing it, but you know you don't really know what's happening there. He uh, ended up going to the cold storage, and because of that injury to the left leg, we're like, wait a second, that huge blood puddle that the Ota was in also should contain the blood of the suspect. Yep. So we're like, okay, we need to put a, a, a you know like a like a testing on that very very quickly uh and then uh we try to wait for results we go to Lemusgate. Uh did you guys get the joke ending from here
0: no no joke I ending
2: that. i don't think so Ah, uh, uh if you keep talking to the receptionist you can get a joke ending
0: oh yeah what was it say does it say bad end
2: <laughs> it's it's very short and funny just just check it out yourself uh but it's, okay. yeah, it's 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 a funny thing that happens. Uh, but hmm. I
1: yeah, thought it, I talked to her as much as I could. I'll have to go back and give it in some this, more.
2: In this particular instance, there's like additional things that you can talk to her about, and you can kind of keep pressing one point to the point where you can kind of end up doing something that you probably shouldn't do as a detective, and the game ends. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha Yeah uh, And then you can also go to the Sunfish Pocket Which is the uh, the the, uh, the seafood restaurant uh, n- Not anything significant there We go to the hospital to visit Ota But there isn't anything really of note there um, But we do learn of like Mizuki and Ota's uh, like relationship How Mizuki is like proofreading Ota's novels and stuff Kind of going to show that uh, Hey, you know, they're pretty good friends And also Mizuki is like very, very smart for her age
1: Yeah uh Definitely. they also yeah
2: yep they also go to marble, which is the the bar um you know not too much information here Mizuki does make a comment about uh, like mama and like the l g b t plus community, which i thought was pretty sweet, yeah, uh, she's very yeah. C- inclusive and understanding, which i thought was very nice mm-hmm. uh and then we we go to you know uh, headquarters and we basically you know they basically que- question Mizuki some more and we finally get the, the blood test results uh message from uh, our best friend kagami
0: kagami yes
2: not Kanai. i can't that, remember his name Nakunai's i barely remember it yeah <laughs> you gotta ask ask his name a couple of times and then you'll get reminded sometimes
0: did you guys get the achievement for that yes yeah yeah, yeah i did too uh
2: there are tons of easter eggs in the game and one of the names that he says like hey uh kodaka uh, that's actually the name of the danganronpa director no. Yeah, so there's a lot <laughs> lot of like little hints and stuff like that. Uh if you're actually in the Mayumi's uh Samim as well, if you click on the signature autograph walls of like famous people that they have there, you'll actually see the names of the directors of um uh, Rampa and I think some other games, um like uh, 999 and other stuff like that, and they actually play the jingle, uh, like a jingle from the the appropriate games when you actually click on it. So tons of like uh, fun cool. Easter eggs like that. Um, but anyway, uh, so we finally find out, and Kagami's like, oh, Yo, you got to come to the cold storage, man. I got some information, and they find an unknown trace blood of someone. They're not in yeah. the database. So they're sort of like, shit. What are we supposed to do at this point? <laughs> But, uh, Drew, do you remember what happens at Cold Storage? I do.
0: Right. Somebody's watching us from a distance. Ooh. and uh,
1: I, I actually really like how how you're told that there's somebody creepy in front of you, so you can click on Kagami again. She's like, no, not him. The other guy in the background.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we zoom in, and uh, next to a car, there's a man standing there, and guess who it is? So Sujima. With a limp. And there's also something, yeah, with a limp. He's walking around with a limp. I'm like, oh, shit, that's him. It's him. We got to we gotta get him. Let's go. Let's get him. And, of course, I was like, well, wait a minute. You need to slow your roll here. We don't know anything. We need to get DNA from him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how do we do that? Oh, shit. That's right. He was smoking cigarettes at the Yakuza den. I bet you 10 bucks we could get DNA off that. So we go back to the Yakuza den. We show up there. Of course, they're like, what the hell are you doing back here? <laughs> He's like, look, I'm looking for those cigarette butts. Where are they at? They're probably in the friggin' trash. Okay. Well, can you go get them? And then the, um uh, the boss, uh, Mo- name- Moma. Moma. Yeah. Yeah. Moma. He's like, is this in regards to ASET?
3: I think and, I think he you know, says uh, Tessa. Tessa. Yeah,
0: that's right. He's like, "If this is this in regards to Tessa?" He's like, "What do you mean about that?" He's like, "Go go get the friggin' ashtrays." So they he gets the guys to go get the ashtrays. He's like, "Yeah, I'll do anything for Tessa." <laughs> <laughs> he
2: seems very cooperative all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, so it's obviously very hinted that he is also a fan of uh, Iris as well, and obviously having seen what happened to her. Uh, he's going to cooperate in the investigation as much as he can to get the guy.
3: Yeah,
0: it, it it gave me the vibes of. So, do you remember Charles Lindbergh and his 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 child was abducted? Uh, this is you know, back in the I think 30s. Uh, and uh, do you know know what I'm talking about? Uh,
2: not not familiar.
0: Okay, Charles Lindbergh. You know who Charles Lindbergh is, right? No. He's the first guy to fly a plane. Oh, okay. Across the uh, the Atlantic. His child was abducted, kidnapped. And Al Capone thought that that was a horrible crying shame. And he donated money to helping try and find her. And it reminded me of that situation. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So we're able to find the cigarette butts. We had to choose the right one. Luckily, I remembered it. And uh, we send it off to get uh, tested. It takes a little while. We eventually, get it back. It's a match. Bingo. Yep. We got him. But the boss is like, nope, we're not pursuing this. What the hell are you talking about? So, Tsujima has some high connections the uh the entire police department is said to drop this right now, and Dante's very insistent, nope, I'm not dropping this and she's like, then you're off this friggin' case and so not necessarily turning in his badge and gun because he still got it <laughs> uh he's, he's like going rogue I'm still yeah, I'm going rogue i'm going I'm going to the mansion so uh and for some for some reason I get it sure actually before bring the 12 bring the 12 year old along with you no
2: before he goes to the imagine something else happens mm, he gets a message he gets a very alarming message
0: oh shit that's right i forgot about that yep yeah he yeah that's right he gets he gets a a, a video message um about uh well unfortunately the 12 year old i forgot about that holy crap how did i forget about this (laughs) That's right, Mizuki. Um, she is she she is kidnapped, but not necessarily kidnapped because it's at his house. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was a little confused by that. I was too. So, I guess he recognized it.
2: So, well, consider consider this. Well, are you talking about uh, how did he recognize where she was, or yeah, uh, yeah? I think I think he recognized the background as far as what you know where where the video was. Uh, was was captured, but I think right. the idea of the uh, the person who actually you know ordered the kidnapping or the you know uh, kind of break in, I suppose, is like, hey, I can get you where you live. I can get to your loved ones, kind of deal, right? So as as right. a warning message, I think that's very effective. So like, hey, nobody yeah. nobody is safe. Nowhere is safe. So that's that's right. pretty messed up.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we have to go back to the Dante's apartment. We have to locate her. She has been stuffed inside of one of these gigantic speakers, and um, when we rescue her, she gets mad because we rip off the tape.
1: (laughs) So we put it back on.
0: Yep. We put it back on.
1: Yeah.
0: And then rip it off again.
2: (laughs) I I like the. uh, one of the things that I like most about this game, um, is the relationship between characters. Uh Date and Aiba uh relationship I think is probably my favorite. But second to that is probably Date and uh Mizuki. I think uh they the characters have really good chemistry about like how they kinda like bounce off each other. And yeah. I've always loved like uh you know, like like buddy cop kind of films and stuff like that. So Aiba and Date really fits the bill with that kind of thing, uh, where you have like a robot assistant or something like that, with a detective, and Mizuki being this uh, this kind of weird supernatural, superhuman child, and kind of has a mouth on her being like too smart for her own good, but at the same time she's still a child at the end of the day, and Date is very keen on looking after her and. All the stuff that they say to each other doesn't convey all the things that ha- that's happening between them that's not being said. And I think that's kind of the part of the story that I enjoy the most. Because you see how much is buried and how much is underneath compared to the the surface layer stuff. And if you can kind of hone in on that like emotion and what they mean to each other, I think the story actually resonates uh, much more than Yeah, it actually yeah. does.
1: Definitely would yeah. agree with that.
0: But yeah, he asked her, like, who did this? She said, it was three guys. We were in masks. I don't know who it was. They just came in, tied me up, stuffed me in there. And it's like, well, I know who it is. So Shijima. And they're like, I'm going. I'm going to go get him. And she's like, I'm coming too. And he's like, okay. Which I guess at that point...
2: She, she would not take no for an answer. She would have gone by herself, right? Yeah. Uh, if she didn't, she didn't go with him. So I think he made the best situation. And given that she can take her, take care of herself mostly, uh, is you know also probably uh she pr- he probably needed the help more than
1: she did, in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I mean, if I, if I had to bring a Super Saiyan with me, yeah, yeah. I guess I would.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah if I got to bring one twelve-year-old, that's the one I want. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
0: Yep. So we we have we, we're gonna storm the castle. I guess. And when we get there, it's almost like it's like a scene out of Yakuza. There's so many dudes, <laughs> yeah. And that we get we get some more action scenes. We get, we get possibly the most ridiculous use of of his superpower.
3: Porno yeah. mag.
0: Yeah, there's a porno mag over there on that island, and he's dodging bullets and running <laughs> lightning fast.
1: Yeah. Also, I assume we just chalk it up to video game this but. The idea of, like, throwing a pipe and, you know, ricocheting a bullet off it in all these very specific directions, there's no way that's, like, mathematically calculated by Aiba in
2: well, real life. I mean, given that she is, like, a superior AI, I think the calculation... Is is plausible? The only thing that doesn't make it if, for example, if Aiba was fully in control of Date's mortar functionality, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that would make sense and that would work. But because she doesn't, it's obviously video game logic that it actually works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's you know got to worry about the human factor. Yeah, it's it's play for funds mostly, so don't take that stuff too seriously though. But it is yeah. it is cool what they managed to accomplish.
0: Yeah, Mizuki's beating the crap out of guys with an iron pipe. <laughs> And uh, Dante is is a little bit like Batman. He's using gadgets. Um, he's up on this little island that's surrounded by water. The guys are surrounding him, and so Ava tells him to shoot up into the air. It's a wire, like a grappling hook. The wires go down into the water. Lightning strikes and shocks everybody. Yep. <laughs> like okay, that works. And then, uh, moving on into the mansion, uh, Mizuki is, um, in trouble. Uh, gets hit with some tear gas and, uh, gets knocked out. Can't find her. It's dark in there. So we have to use, uh, it's not night vision. We have to use some kind of vision. Maybe x-ray vision, I guess. Yeah. And, um, we see that Shijima, so has got her holding her hostage he's got a gun to her head and so we decide like matt alluded to we throw the lead pipe shoot a round bullet into the pipe it comes back out the pipe on the other end and goes through the wall and hits him in the head Uh, seemingly knocking him unconscious and um He releases Mizuki. She comes running to us. He gets up or or reaches up with the gun, and we have to make a decision. Do we shoot him or do we save Mizuki? Well, I decide, shoot him. I got a bad ending. This is where I got my bad ending. So if I try to shoot him, he shoots me, and I die.
1: Uh, I did the same thing. Yep. And sadly, didn't save it, so I had to go way, way back to play through all of the investigatory scenes leading up to going back to So's residence.
3: No,
0: just, no, just go to the flowchart.
2: Yeah, chart. You go to the flowchart, Matt. It auto saves every single scene.
1: Yeah, I should have. I just hit retry, and it put <laughs> uh, me way back. Uh oh, yeah, you man. gotta,
2: you gotta always go to the flowchart. It always auto saves every single scene that you enter. So, uh, uh. just for future reference, sake, there you go.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I had to go back. And I thought that was the ending. I, that's why I sent you a text. I was like, so it, was it supposed to be a bad ending? And you're like, what the? I didn't even know you could get a fucking bad ending. Yeah,
2: Drew, Drew in his <laughs> wisdom always showing me to fail in ways that I didn't know possible. Thank
0: you, Drew. I, 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 I'm a master at ah, it. That's drive Exceptional. Yep. So um go back and protect instead of shoot. And we're, we're okay. So he grabs her rolls around and as he's taking a shot it goes off uh and um the bullet goes straight into Date's eye the the eye by eye and um it uh yeah uh it um sorry <laughs> um he's laying there and uh, Mizuki's thinking he's dead. He's not dead. He talks about how he really wants to go to a cabaret club.
2: <laughs> that being that being his possible fa- last words is is last words. Yeah, it's pretty funny. You figure like, oh, you're safe, Mizuki. Thank goodness. That's what I was expecting him to say, right? But he's like, oh, I want
3: to go to a cabaret club. <laughs> you know?
0: And uh, Tsujima comes up to him, puts a gun up to his head, and he says something that I didn't know was going to happen. Mm-hmm he says uh how pathetic you getting killed by your own father
3: Ooh.
0: but uh Date, uh pulls up his pulls up his gun pow shoots him directly in the head kills Sosujima laying there dead and then it cuts to later right
2: yeah so at this point um even though uh you know uh the the fake eye that uh, Date had ended up blocking the bullet. It was obviously still a lot of trauma to his head. And Date is in in a coma. And Mizuki's there, so is Boss. And they're trying to figure out, like, oh man, what are we going to do? And Boss basically says, like, hey, you know, we might be able to bring him back if we sync with him. And, you know, you're the. Yeah. When we did the, When Date was syncing with you earlier, uh, the, your synchronization levels are very high. So I think you're the only person that might have the best chance at this. So do you want to try it? And of course, Mizuki uh, says yes, and she does. And during before that scene, when she's at the hospital and Boss tells uh, Mizuki to talk to, uh, talk to him to maybe like you know try to bring him back or something like that, she says she's actually like honest for the very first time, as far as like her feelings and her appreciation for Date for like taking her in and everything. So I thought that was pretty sweet. And uh, we go into the final Somnium of uh, uh, this particular path where we actually dive into Date as uh, Mizuki.
0: Yes. And it's basically Mizuki throughout... Okay. Matt, you need to go? Okay, he's going? Okay. Um yeah yep you have to go all right that's fine we'll continue
2: okay yeah we're we're basically done anyway uh, because this is the final path uh I'll shoot uh, matt's uh questions to him over the the direct messages uh so we'll okay. we'll review them uh at the beginning of uh next episode, so we're on the same page so no no Got problems it. there so okay, so we can take our time and continue from where we're like uh, where we're at then all right uh go ahead Ru.
0: Okay. yeah um so, it's basically throughout the years how Mizuki has basically been really harsh with date <laughs> um uh, but also how date, no matter how harsh she has been he's taken care of her um so you know feeding her uh she remembers the first time she f- he fed made a I think of soup or something like that yeah it's,
2: it wasn't even that great but he was so proud of it you know because yeah you know, obviously he's living the bachelor life and <laughs> not really taking good care of himself uh so he was kind of put with this responsibility to take care of a child he obviously wasn't prepared for but given the circumstances right. he tried his best but also uh date just like mizuki has a hard time being honest about his feelings too so that ended up causing a lot of friction between the two but like the scene I think uh, that kind of stuck with me is when um, like um, like Mizuki is like sleeping on like the sofa he actually like takes her uh, and then puts her on the bed That, that ends up being like her her sleeping place for you know for good at that point, and you know, that yeah. ends up taking uh, taking the couch and stuff like that. The little gift that she, he buys for her, not understanding and kind of like nervous about like what the kids like these days, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he ends up getting this rabbit uh, for her that uh, is, is looks kind of weird and freakish, and you, you can actually have her do a Samium action where she like chucks it at a wall or something like that to like break it or something. But she'll refuse to do it and she'll instead like hug it instead. Like yeah. really kinda of going to show like how, how much that stuff like really meant to her stuff like that.
0: Yeah. But it eventually leads to um the, the last mental lock, which is uh her having to choose. Her having to choose between her parents or choosing Date. And I mean I I I I like I said, this was one of the hardest ones because I ran out, ran out of time and, um, had to just, you know, had to go back and, um, I tried everything. I went to, I went to her parents one time and you instantly fail. Yep. <laughs> um, but going to Date and Date, she, she's choosing Date and Date's like, no, you don't need me. This isn't what's good for you. And he pushes her away. And that takes a lot of time off of you. You have to do it again. He pushes you off again. Takes a lot more time off. And then the third time, he accepts. Yeah. Gives her a big hug.
2: So consider this, right? We're diving into Date's uh, Somnium. This is Date's uh, subconscious. So consider his insecurities as a guardian, as being a very inferior guardian to what uh, Mizuki needs and deserves, as how he sees it. So him kind of pushing her away is kind of saying like, "Hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not good enough to take care of you. You know, I'm, you know, you you deserve someone better than I." So so it kind of speaks to his feelings about. uh, how he feels about his own performance as a guardian, uh, right. and, you know, really kind of goes to show like he he's really trying, but he doesn't feel like he's doing a good enough job.
0: Yeah, or doesn't know what the hell he's yeah. doing. Yeah,
2: and how how would he? Because in in a lot of ways he's only six years old too, right? Because he yeah. only has memories of the last six years, and despite that, he, he took a, a child under. His, his own wing, you know. Two years into his amnesia <laughs> life, size, life cycle, so uh, very difficult situation all around. But uh, I think I think given how Mizuki feels about Date in, in her in their own honest feelings, I think he's he's done a great job with what he has Yeah.
0: Yep. And he comes back out of his coma, mm-hmm. and um, it seems like we're, we're getting a nice little wrap up for. Mizuki and Date's relationship, mm-hmm. um, and I guess in this ending, Sosujima was the killer. <laughs> okay. Or at least, we, at least we think. I don't know.
2: So, in this particular case, they say like they're rather eager to say, "Hey, he's the killer," right? It sure. kind of like ribbon everything tied up nicely, but still. What was his motive for killing Shoko and Renju and attacking iris?
3: Good
0: question we
2: have literally no information. Only thing that we know is that he had uh he had the potential to be the killer and uh he was definitely the one inside the uh the polar bear costume and did that to Iris right but outside of that, we really don't know anything yeah yeah so
0: and there there was that one last zinger we got at the end of this one too yeah what was that i you're gonna have to i I don't remember the exact specifics you're gonna have to tell me that one (laughs) i i I know it's it's referring to iris's mother
2: Mm, so what he told me right so she she also had connections with uh uh, like Renju and Shoko, but I'm not sure if that was what the zinger was. I actually don't have the 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 after credit zinger on my notes here.
3: Hmm.
0: Crap, I can't remember what it was. It had something to do with her though.
2: Possibly. Mizuki
0: was Mizuki was like, oh yeah, I remember there was something else, and she was like, something to do with one of my dad's old classmates or something. God, I can't remember what it was.
2: Oh, I think I think what you're referring to is uh Mizuki told Date that uh Renju and Shoko and Hitomi were all classmates together. Possibly. Yeah, I, I don't since I didn't have it in the notes, it must not have been that shocking, at least to me. Not like the whole eyeball in Renju's stomach.
3: <laughs>
2: right. And uh Iris taking the knife from uh Mayumi as the previous zinger, but um uh, maybe maybe we can uh discuss it uh next time when we're talking about it. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that but, that but, ends the uh the Mizuki ending and that's going to end our discussion as far as our progress of the game so far. Right. Um so Right off the bat, I just have a few questions for you. One is actually like just a general uh, temperature test, as far as how do you feel about the game so far? What are you enjoying it? Like what are, what are your general opinions and you know impressions? Yeah,
0: I mean, I feel I, I, like I, I kind of hinted at it a little bit. I, it, it feels a little bit more of a passive game mm-hmm. um, in in some aspects. I don't mind it. I'm actually really enjoying the Game Pass experience with this one. Yeah, like I can I can sit there on my phone, play you know 20 minutes of it, and then instantly pull it up on my Xbox and saves there everything's like right there where i left it kind of thing right. um it's okay like i i'm i'm enjoying it so far um there's a pretty good mystery there i'm i'm still trying to wrap my head around these different quote endings mm-hmm. which i i don't i don't want to call them endings i mean they they feel like character wrap-ups more than endings.
2: That's true. They do have na- the names of the characters before the quote-unquote ending for each of them. The first one being Ota ending and the, the last one that we just discussed being the Mizuki ending. So yeah. if you figured, if it follows that pattern, then we should be getting another character's ending next, right?
0: Yeah, who's, that's what I'm assuming.
2: Who's cha- which characters do you think are left?
0: Mm. So... I think we're going to have a Iris ending. Okay. I think we're going to have Iris' mother's ending.
2: Tommy's ending. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um,. I think we're gonna have a Dante ending.
2: Ooh, going with the the main character. All right. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Those solid guesses. Solid guesses for sure. So, all yeah. right. So I I uh, I kind of guessed it. I'm glad you're not like hating the experience because that's like the worst when you're doing like a playthrough. And if you don't enjoy like aspects of the game, and you know, it can be like a bad thing because we're kind of committed to finish it at this point, right? So. No,
0: no, no. I'm 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 all in. Yeah. <laughs> to see it through. Okay. So.
2: so uh only thing that i will promise you is that uh you won't see what happens coming is is okay. the best thing that i can tell you to kind of entice you to continue and that goes for literally everyone i don't know who you i don't know who you are like what do you how smart you think that you are you're not you're not guessing the the kind of stuff that's actually the bigger picture here uh so that's going to be my big hint as far as what to expect so expect something unexpected right
0: so so i i i have a couple questions for you
2: uh i will answer them if i can
0: Okay. Uh, all right. Yes, we have a superhuman girl yes. running around. Is there any other supernatural things that happen in this game?
2: Not anything that hasn't already been established.
0: Okay. Um and the last one is and and you can are there any characters introduced that I have not met yet?
3: Mm
2: Uh, in the path that we have, yeah, we have, we have, we still have multiple paths to go, so yes, there's characters you haven't met yet.
0: So the, so there's characters I haven't even seen yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, and this one you, you probably won't answer, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ask it anyway. Have I already met the killer?
2: No comment, obviously. Come <laughs> <It's not> on, true.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of characters we've already met.
2: Oh, it's actually, it's actually Kagami, he's the killer. I knew it. That's why they made a big deal about his name and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, But that's very sneaky of you to try to get that information from me. But I I, I respect the attempt.
3: (laughs) Uh
2: (laughs) Okay, now uh, let's turn the tables a bit. I have questions for you, my friend.
3: Okay,
0: let's do it.
2: This is the big one. This is the one that I'm going to write down. This is going to be the answer that you're going to be accounted for.
0: Uh, who, do, who do I think the killer is? Who
2: is the new Cyclops killer? And why do you think it is? And like I said there before in the Danganronpa playthroughs, at the end of next episode, you will have the opportunity to change your answer.
0: Okay. As it stands right now, yes. I think... Iris or her mother.
2: You can only choose one, friend.
0: Iris's mother. He told me. He told me. Okay,
2: and tell me why.
0: It's really like the 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 past couple of times, the past couple of paths really pushed the iris thing, Mm -hmm. and there's more to Iris than what I think. Um. Mainly because just she's gotten involved in this and when she really wasn't involved at all, it seemed like she was just a YouTuber who just happened to be there. And all of a sudden, oh, now she's being kidnapped and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I think she's covering for her mom. Cause we saw cause I know me and you alluded to it cause we saw it on, I saw it on accident. Mm-hmm. I think Iris did see those, the original killings. Okay. And I think her mom was the one doing it. Interesting. And she was there when it happened.
2: Okay. So, you will have one more opportunity to guess who the killer is and change your answer at the end of next episode. Because the third episode, okay. by then you'll know who it is by the, the natural progression of the story. But by the end of the second one, you shall not. But you'll have a lot more information than you have compared to now. But I will say, uh, don't forget any of the previous paths. Because think of it almost like a jigsaw puzzle, right? You're getting pieces of the puzzle in each of the branches. And you have to be able to kind of connect them together. Because if you only count on one singular branch and its story to figure out what's going on, it won't be enough. Right. Okay. So I'm going to post that same question to Matt and uh on our DMs and then uh, I'm going to write that information down and at the beginning of uh, actually no, at the end of uh next episode I'm going to go ahead and uh discuss or you know bring up the answers that you guys had and at that point you will have the opportunity to change the answer.
0: Okay.
2: The other question I have for you. Uh And this one is going to be answered more readily, so this is going to be your last chance to give me an answer for this one.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: As a dramatic bit of information, we learned that Shoko's eye was found inside Renju. Mm -hmm. Is there significance to the removal of the eye and the fact that it was discovered, uh, devoured by Renju?
0: There's obviously a significance. Okay. But what that significance is. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Um I do have a theory because you know I love my theories. Absolutely. The the boss is correct when she says that it is it is impossible that the uh the original cyclops killer is the new cyclops killer. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because Date was the original cyclops killer. Ooh. The reason why I say that is because I—I I, my theory is he was the killer. The police took him in, erased his memories, and turned him into a detective.
2: Why well, would they go to all that trouble, though?
0: I have no clue. Okay.
2: So that still doesn't answer my question about the significance of the removal of the eye, though. That's true. So, I like your theory. I like where your head's at. And given especially what you saw about the other path that we'll be starting off with next, uh, next episode, uh, obviously is a very big hint or very big uh, bit of evidence that could possibly point to that being the truth, right? So, or it could be a red herring. <laughs> yeah, it could, could be. Like I said, the key word is interpretation. Mm-hmm. so whatever you see in in somnium doesn't necessarily mean exactly what it appears to be uh right. so i'll I'll leave that in in your consideration, but as far as uh it's it's perfectly fine to say like hey, I have no theory about the eye out there's gotta be something, but I'm not sure what it is that's okay too
0: yeah i mean I, that's that's the only thing I can okay. think of why, why would why would her eye be in his stomach i mean it's obviously it's been put there. I don't think mm-hmm. Rinji Renji would have done that like killed her took her eye and then ate it mm-hmm. um, I don't I, I don't know the significance of that okay unless unless it is one of those maybe maybe there's more than one Cyclops killer mm-hmm. maybe maybe she was killed by Renju. Renju was killed by somebody else somebody else was killed by somebody else it's, it's like a, a chain of them
2: okay so how the so it's like almost like a, like multiple serial killers kind of business.
0: Possibly, I don't know. Okay, I th- I, th- I think that I think that's improbable. So,
2: yeah, but a lot of a lot of different information are happening because uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna break down uh, the pattern here, but there is a clear pattern of information gathering suspects. And everything else in between When you're able to locate that pattern uh, Things will become clearer to you But it might take a little bit longer For you to be able to locate the pattern So okay. yeah, you, you'll get there for sure But uh, yeah, that's it for the two uh, Serious questions The other one was just kind of a more of a fun thing I, I told you, uh, just try to make a mental note Of one somnium action That you could do that you thought was particularly Funny or interesting In the context of it, yep. did you note anything down?
0: I mean the 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 biggest one for me was the uh, was Iris's Somnium. It was very disturbing. Um, I like the the Rube Goldberg uh, machine. Oh yeah, that you had to do.
2: <laughs> that thing goes for like a minute and a half too. It does. I was just
0: like, Jesus! I was sitting there on my phone watching that, and I was like, Jesus Christ, it's going forever. This better be right to choice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I remember you got stuck at the TV part of it too. So it's funny, yeah. like um. The interesting thing about uh, the way that I did my playthrough, Drew, and uh, this is going to be like telling to my personality, I guess, a little bit, is that I originally ended up going to the B route, where I chose the right uh, uh, right, birdcage. Right bird cage. I did not like the consequences of choosing that right path. So okay. I made the conscious effort to say, like, no, I'm not going to choose that. I'm actually going to go with the left birdcage instead. And I started going down the left uh, path instead, and then followed a similar path to what we're doing now, uh, compared to you know what I would have done before. But the fact of the matter is, you could have just finished like B B and then B A and then went to like the A path afterwards. So you would be dealing with completely different paths and branches of information uh, compared to what we have now. So I'm curious as to what would be easier to solve, as far as the bigger picture if you went to the B route or the A route. But I think the general consensus is that um, the A route seems to provide for a more smoother storytelling experience. I'm hoping for the best Mm -hmm. of that. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, My favorite Somnium action um, is uh, in Mayumi's Somnium, um, you can do something pretty funny where there's like a bucket on the ground. And you can actually choose to have... uh, Iba wear the bucket And yep. I figured oh she's just gonna, just gonna put it on And say like this is stupid and just take it off No you you did the rest of the Somnium With the bucket on their head So you're going through this very sad Somber Somnium uh, with this very Depressing topic and Aiba Just basically has a giant Trash bucket on their head entirely <laughs> Through the whole process I'm glad I, I only discovered this on my second playthrough Because it would have totally ruined The mood <laughs> Right. For first playthrough, but I'm glad uh, they were able to do that. And also, this is also the sam game where you get those Tangan uh, Rampa, 999 and like like um. You also see a Junko and Osuma autograph over there too with Monokuma. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of little, a lot of little fun stuff that you can see there. But that was my favorite uh, sam game activity. There's a lot of funny dumb stuff that you can make Iba do. A lot of which you are gonna end up missing, but. I, I think you'll like the fact that uh, this is a game where it's very easy to get uh, the full 1,000 points on. So oh, really? yeah, once you complete the game, it's very easy for you to just go back to the floor chart and be like, okay, this, 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 and then you just be done in like an hour just getting 1,000 points. I can tell you because I have the Platinum Trophy on PSN. It's very, oh, very easy go. to get. And once I beat the game, there was like five trophies that I was missing. I was like, oh, I just need to go back to these floor chart moments, just get that knocked out of the way, and then I just had to apply them. So I know how much you love those achievement points for your paying off your Game Pass stuff. So That's right. <laughs> knock yourself out, you know, if you want to go ahead and uh, finish off uh, AI, the Somnium Files afterwards. Uh, oh, we'll, I definitely will. Yeah, we'll, we'll see that. So, yeah, that that's it for my questions for today. Uh, the next... Uh, scenario that we're going to be going through is going to start off uh, actually at um, let's see here what my notes say blah, 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 blah. so from the Somnium on day 3 uh, it's called irises? yeah, sucking in the Vein the right branch so this is going to be irises, Somnium where you choose to turn the dial instead of hitting the TV
0: Yep, I did all that. Yeah,
2: I, I know you did. So following that path has been, has like this uh, ending that you can get. But I will tell you right now, you can't complete that path with the information that you have now. You're going to be stopped in the middle. So don't panic. Okay. Yeah, It's going to say so to be continued. Will the game? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's going gotcha. to basically say like, case hey, stopped. Uh, and then it becomes locked. When you get to a certain point in the other path, where you get the information that you need in order to continue that path, you'll be able to unlock and we'll be able to go back and finish it. But for now, exactly. after you complete the, the path as much as you can, we actually are going to end up going to BA, which is going to be choosing the uh, the right birdcage right bird and then following that all the way down to the BA path. And that's going to be a decent amount of chunk of a uh, like whole new content that you've never seen before. Uh, dealing with characters okay. and scenarios that are very unique as well. So okay. this is basically the path that Mab went through for a, a couple of hours. So we're gonna be following up on that. So maybe you'll be able to gather some information where he was trying, kind of like hinting at, uh, okay. you know, because he has some information that you did not. So uh, if you're following, if you're following along at home, feel free to continue that route. So basically, you follow the route from Iris Somnium you chose you choose the right branch, you choose the uh the right bird cage at the uh, at the mizuki's uh, samnian at the very beginning of the game, and then you follow the left branch of that path all the way down to the end and that's gonna be where we're going to be re recording uh the second session gotcha okay
0: okay and uh we do have an email
2: oh terrific it
0: comes in from Dustin. it's kind of short uh it's titled Bloodhound Gang. Uh, Iba here. Date is a horny man, as you all have come to find out. I'd like to share some of his inner monologues with you uh to his embarrassment. Vulcanize the whoopee stick in the ham wallet. Cattle pride the oyster ditch with the lap rocket. Batter dip <laughs> the cranny axe in the gut locker. Retrofit the pudding hatch. With the boink swatter. Oh, but wait, my friends, it goes on some more, especially for those long car rides. Marinate the nether rod in the squish mitten. Power drill the yippy bog with the dude piston. <laughs> what the fuck? Pressure wash the quiver bone in the bitch wrinkle. Cannonball the fiddle cove with the pork steeple. I know, I know. It seems we'll have to increase the dosage to calm him down. He is rather embarrassed, though. Mission complete. Well, looks like we're out. We're at our destination. Later, pervs. Iba.
2: <laughs> That's a lot of sexual innuendo.
3: This is true. Yeah.
2: I mean, uh, to be frank, uh, Date is a very simple man. All he really needs is a bit of porn mag here and there. Uh, he doesn't really need any innuendos. He just needs giant press behind the counter, just some porno mags, he's, and he's good, you know. Simple man, yep. simple needs.
0: That's right. And thank you for that, Emo. It was very funny to read. <laughs> but, yeah, that's going to be it. Uh, man, I appreciate everybody listening. You've uh, stayed with us this long. This is a hell of a podcast. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, if you would like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also follow us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at remgs, and Jay is at Uh The podcast itself is at ztgd phoenix down. But I think that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, I'm I'm excited to get into more. So I want I want to see I want to see where this goes. Yep. And I'm sure I'm completely wrong with all of my predictions.
2: Um, we'll see. At least you didn't say that everyone's dead and, you know, they're in purgatory (laughs) or something.
0: Here we go. Dude, that fit for two episodes. (laughs) Over half that game, it fit.
2: I, I never said you were wrong when you were saying it. You were just very enthusiastic about it.
0: But I was very enthusiastic about it.
2: but no that's that 's the beauty of these mystery games right it 's not about being right in fact, being right is actually contrary to the actual enjoyment of the experience. If you call something this early on, then it would make for a very predictable and boring story it 's because that we 're not able to predict it, and things take uh like strange turns that uh, you know we're able to enjoy these stories so uh whatever cons whatever uh you know theories that you might have about the game keep them coming like try to add to the information that you have and uh see if your theory holds up with the information that comes in cuz it's going to be a pretty good time i think and this episode yeah. ran long because we ended up delaying it for a week and ended up doing another uh path on top of what we were going to do so i'm hoping that the next episode will be a little bit shorter so uh, yeah. we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. I'm not sure if this is going to be a three episode or a four episode thing, but we'll see based on how much progress we need.
3: There you go.
0: Sounds good. But that that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. Until next time, though, I am Drew. It's Jay. And we are out of here. Hope you guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the continuation of AI the Somnium Files.